30 hours a week. A youth football club in Toddington is still without a pitch because of damage caused by travellers. That's despite the fact they were moved on three weeks ago. Ben Nye has more. Travellers occupied both the Poplars and Glebe pitches in Toddington from the 4th to 6th of April, causing extensive damage to the football pitches. A large amount of rubbish was left at the Glebe, including broken glass and bottles embedded into the ground. The football club are now discussing options with the parish council to make the pitches usable again. The anti-smoking charity Ash says the number of people using electronic cigarettes has trebled in the past two years. It says there's no evidence that they encourage people to take up the habit. Professor Robert West from University College in London is questioning attempts to stop their use in public. Those who are using the e-cigarettes were about 60% more likely still not to be smoking than those who used either the licensed product or um, nothing at all. If we fail to take this opportunity that electronic cigarettes potentially are providing, we're really condemning people to death who would otherwise have lived. People in Houghton Regis say that groups of drunken teenagers have turned an area of the town centre into a no-go area at night. The youngsters gather in stairwells at Bedford Square, hurling abuse and objects at passers-by. These people say they're out of control. Every month or so there's always some sort of incident, either bike theft, some form of violence. They all get together, lump their bikes and throw things, and the other, the other day they were throwing lots of things at uh, passers-by from young to old. They're kicking the balls against the shutters and it's echoing round you. You've got people living upstairs and that, and then you've got a drunk and people coming out here afterwards chucking their beers about and then they're a bit loud. In sports, the race for the Premiership title is still open after Chelsea beat Liverpool 2-0 at Anfield. Chelsea are now two points behind Liverpool at the top. And the weather will be misty at first and sunny this morning with the chance of a thundery shower this afternoon. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Let's see what they've got to say about Houghton Regis, shall we? BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Good local shopping, I would say. It's a real uh, treasure. It's all about where you live. There's nice people, there's nice shopping area. And all this week, we're featuring Houghton Regis. We both play bowls at the bowls club, which is nice social side. We're in Bedford Square, the heart of Houghton Regis. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. It was nice, they were saying where they were. I miss David Dickinson. Where was David Dickinson from in the big tour? I miss him. Oh, I love this place. He was in the pub on uh, Saturday night. <laughs> Asking me if I liked the one show. Oh, what's, yeah, well, now, oh, we'll do that later. Catherine was chatted up by an old man. With a fan... I mean, you could probably age appropriate, but, but with a fantastic chat-up line. It's a corker. We'll get that a bit later on. Coming up on the show... Yob Rule in Houghton, Broken Glass in Toddington, and Dealey in the house. Actually, he'll be out of the house now. He's probably outside having a growler, but you, you get my point. We're also going to play a bit of Hanson and some Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe on a Monday morning. Oh, dear listener. Forget your Facebook, forget your text, not interested. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. If she's such a devout Christian, why does she dress like a prostitute?
You're the one that gets me off, did she say? I don't think we can say that. Yes, she did. What does she, what does she say then? She says, you're the one I love. You, she said right at the very end in the fade out. Oh, yeah. cheeky. Yeah, she sneaks, you're the one that gets me off, which is, uh, is similar to the, the very, very extra fade out of Sexual Healing by uh, Marvin Gaye. Uh, he says something very, very rude. Maybe she means gets her off because she's tiny. Maybe he has to lift her off high things, buses. Buses, yeah, yeah. that'll be it. So not that. Her um, chair. You're the one that gets me off my chair. That's what it will be about. Thanks for clearing that one up. You can tell that's a mum who's had to explain rude lyrics to a child before. Now, our big tour takes us to the marvellous Houghton Regis this week, where people are urging the police to do more to stop the town centre becoming a no-go area after dark. Residents have told us they avoid Bedford Square from early evening when groups of young people hang around, hurling abuse, hurling objects and intimidating passers-by. Well, our reporter, tough guy Matt Lockwood, went there this weekend. When you come through here, you'll take a line of sight so you can see what's in through here. Just come down this end here by the entrance. It's, it's Bedford Square right in front of us where the pound stretcher is and the Tesco Express. The stairwell here, the majority gather on sitting on these steps. Most of the people that come here in the evening, if they see that, they'll get in their car and they'll go. So we've got actual people coming into the centre of town, they're parking up near the square. If they see youngsters on these two stairwells, that's it, they're going to leave. Has it got that bad? Yes, it has, yes. One particular incident where 
There's three of them, probably below ten, with a bottle of vodka, trying to get someone to open it for them. Got some youngsters here, haven't yeah. we? One, two, three, about five. Yeah. It looked like they're up to no good. Every month or so, there's always some sort of incident, either bike theft, some form of violence. So we're going down an alleyway now, aren't we? At the back of the square. There's private residences up here, and they complain about the noise occasionally. Lately, within the last four or five years, a lot of people have said that this has escalated to the point now where it's become un unacceptable. A lot of people that come through here, I've seen them, they'll come out at night, they'll bring a big dog with them, or they'll come in a group because they're afraid. That's not good for anyone. The reason there's been an increase in incidents now is due to certain people's bow terms ending, and those that were barred from this area, Bedford Square particularly, are now no longer barred as a result of the bow terms ending. I mean, I do feel afraid some nights coming down here, particularly after dark. No one's got any control over them, and they're not afraid to do whatever they want. So what things have you experienced then? Well, the kids coming here through, like, the motorbikes out on the mopeds and that, the push bikes are going up and down like it's a racetrack, and they're kicking the balls against the shutters, and it's echoing round it. You've got people living upstairs and that, so it's just it's a right nuisance for people, to be honest, really. And then you've got all the drunken people coming out here afterwards, chucking their beers about, and then they're a bit loud. What kind of things have you experienced in the square? Uh, just general antisocial behaviour. I mean, the, the other day there were lots and lots of children, um, you know, youngsters hanging around. It's a sort of a pack culture, because when they're on their own, they're uh, nice as pie. They all get together, lump their bikes and throw things. And the other, the other day they were throwing lots of things at uh, passers-by from young to old. It's difficult not to lower yourself to their level. That's the problem, uh, because they all congregate and, uh, and it causes more and more trouble. Do you think the police could be doing more to sort this problem out? I, th I think they could, more patrols and so on. This place, Houghton Regis, is, uh, is a network of rat runs. So, and they've got bikes and they know all the ways in and out. And that's the difficulty the police have. They pick on single people, like, you know. You pick know, on single people? Yeah, or old people, you know. I get called a tramp and all that. They try to get me get me going, like, you know. How old are these uh, youngsters? No, about 14-ish. So 14 years old, calling you a tramp? Mm. That's outrageous. Well, what can you do? They're not taught manners or anything, are they? They probably say insult their own parents and that. And does that stop you from walking no, through? No, no. no you, you're not going to be intimidated? No way. If one of them ever wants to start on me, I'll just... I'll get the first one in. Ouch! Well, we don't recommend um, hitting children, obviously, although some, sometimes it's tempting. So I was driving um, through a particular area yesterday. I was on my way to McDonald's driving, having my Sunday roast of a cheeseburger. Hold the pickles. I ordered the cheeseburger. What I, a quarter, I ordered a quarter pounder. What I, I meant to get the double burger. What, what do they call the double burger? A double, Big Mac. Double burger. Big Mac. That's, I was so disappointed. Anyway, so I was driving through this area, and there were this group of... Um, uh, youngsters, 13, 14, 15, there were about eight of them. Uh, two or three of them were girls. And this middle-aged... Kelly? This middle-aged woman walked past, and one of the lads, he was no older than 14, and that's me being generous to him, as she walked past, he's grabbing... I mean, what would you call that? His groin. Yeah, he's grabbing it, thrusting at her, Pointing at it as if the hand grabbing it was not enough of an indication Maybe of what... Maybe he needed a wee-wee. I don't think he needed a wee-wee. He was, um... He was... He was grabbing, shouting at her. And she kind of... I mean, she kind of sort of laughed a bit and, and walked on. But I, I, you would laugh if there were eight kids being aggressive to you. So I thought, I'm not having any of this. I'm not having this. So I went up to them. I said, Oi! Have a little bit of respect! And then I drove off really quickly. I was in my car. Yeah, I did. Maybe I didn't. Make, I, 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 I went up to them, and I think my window was open. Uh, and I said, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> it was. All right. Have a little bit of respect is exactly what I said. Have a little bit of respect. And they did, did they? They, sh- they shouted abuse at me, oh. but but I was I was uh, some distance away at that point. As you drove off, did you pump up Aretha Franklin? Yeah, <laughs> did I do what? <laughs> did I do what? Did you play Aretha Franklin really loudly? Is that a, is that the same as Aretha Franklin? What? Who? Huh? No, I didn't. But I don't want to. I sound like an old man. I sound like a forty-year-old man. But kids these days. Yeah, it gets my goat. Kids these days. I exactly. Get quite, I get quite sulphured with them, and oh. sweary. I'm sorry to say, sweary. I'm swearing at people's children, but I think sometimes it's the only language they understand. And do you know what? If I'd have seen that scene and I hadn't have been in my car, even though there were eight of them, I would have said something. I would have said something because it was just so outrageous it's what they the were sort doing. Of situation where you say it before you've thought about what am I going to say? You yeah, just yeah. Find yourself in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Let's have a whinge about kids today. They'll be at school. By the way, I don't think anybody's listening today. Why? There, there are some nice kids out there. No, there aren't. No, there are. It's true. There are nice kids. We always celebrate the nice kids. Let's just do the horrible kids There's today. There's horrible okay. grown-ups as well, and they have children. It's what happens. The, the, no one's listening today, by the way, Alice. Good morning. Oh, yeah, I, 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 she wasn't for a second. Yeah, Alice, if I were you, I wouldn't bother doing the travel. No one's listening today. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know oh. where everyone is? Um, talking to teenagers and telling them to behave. If only. No, they're watching ITV. They're all watching Good Morning Britain. Oh, Susanna Rick. Oh no, don't oh, you? Hang on. Got the Hang on. Let me turn it on. Don't don't, don't you t- going to be on? Don't you turn it on? For goodness' sakes. On. You're encouraging it, Ian. No. Oh You're no. Giving them ideas. No. I'm, I'm just. Let's be honest. No one's going to be watching or listening to the BBC today. It's the wrong channel. At the moment. Right. Okay. I'm I need to, to go. Turn number three on. Put number three on. I'm just pressing three. Although BBC is very good. There we go. BBC is very good. Let's go. Sport. So Alice, we'll go into it. We'll do it. But I'd, I wouldn't give it... I'd, I'd save it. Save it, you know. Save, save <laughs> the best before... Hold it back. Hold, hold back it back. Here stuff. we go. So let's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a limp travel from Alice. <laughs> from beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, clockwise, between Junction 27 for the M11 and 28 for the Brook Street roundabout. One lane is closed after an accident involving multiple vehicles. We have got queues on the approach there at the moment. And then some roadworks to watch out for in Great Amwell. The A10 has a lane closed near the Amwell roundabout. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. I I would say even hold back a little bit more next time, Alice. Is that too much? Well, I just, honestly, you know, let's treat today as um, a script read-through, OK? It's an early rehearsal. Don't... Sure. Just just save it for later in the week. Sounds good to me. Nice one, Alice. Thank you. That girl can't save it because she is a professional through and through. You cut her open and you would probably end up going to prison, actually, for that. What a horrible thing to do to Alice Glossop. Why would you want to do that? Shame on you. 618. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs vote today on plans for a high-speed rail line through Buckinghamshire. Matches, football matches have been cancelled in Toddington after glass was left embedded in the pitch by travellers. And people in Houghton Regis are demanding the police stops abusive groups of drunken teenagers. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tomorrow night sees the last away game for the Hornets this season. And after a pretty poor season on the road... Greensport Rangers steal it in the 90th minute! Watford will be hoping their trip to Charlton will be much better. What a goal from 
Troy Deeney. Hear the whole game live in Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow night from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. I woke up this morning singing this song. How, how often do we get to hear the masterful Nick Lowe on the radio? Not often enough, kids. This is a real song. Forget your Coldplay's and your Lady Gaga's and your One Directions. This is a tune. Cruel to be kind, Nick Lowe, the governor. Oh, I can't take another heartache Though you say you're my friend I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, I enjoyed that. We've got some good play a bit of Hanson later on. I know, I know, but it's good stuff, man.
08459 455 555. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we told you travellers had moved onto football pitches in Toddington. And it would appear they left uh, more than just a mess. Broken glass has been found embedded in the pitch. This is a football pitch that kids play on. And the volunteers who've been doing their best to find it all believe it was done deliberately. Well, we sent our reporter Justin Daly to Toddington to investigate. Well, I just think it's an absolute disgrace that they're allowed to pitch up wherever they want. Um, we're having to pick up the bill. Absolutely disgraceful. I, I, I just... Well, I've, I've just had enough of them. The thing is, it, it's always... You know, they seem to be thieving. As I say, they're paying no taxes. I really don't know what the answer is. Sure some are paying taxes, though, to be Well, fair. some. The minority, yeah. But there's always trouble whenever they pitch up anywhere. Um, I, I just think, you know, the ordinary taxpayers had enough of them. And what's the feeling like here in Sonningson amongst other people that you're talking to about what's been happening here, not once but twice, of course? Well, it's pretty much the same as my reaction. You know, everybody's just had enough of it. Well, Jake Kirby is chairman of Toddington Rovers. Jake, I thought this has all been sorted out. What's the latest? Um, good morning. Well, morning. The, the latest is, uh, as you've mentioned, we've found uh, a lot of grass on the pitch. Oh. Um... And though our club secretary, Peter Ward, led a uh, sort of a, a search of the playing areas to try and find all the glasses, so much that there's no real way we can be sure that we found it. So at the moment, um, we can't possibly contemplate letting children play on the pitch. No, of course not. Of course. It's broken bits of glass embedded in the turf, is it? No, to be fair, I think most of it is um, it is from smashed bottles, um, which is it's difficult to see. A lot yeah. of it is green glass. You can't see it really within the uh, the grass surface itself. So a lot of it, but there's a, a very, very large amount of it scattered across the, uh, the playing areas. And do you think this was uh, deliberate or just carelessness? Well, <laughs> difficult for me to say, really, because I don't know the circumstances as such that it happened, but um, uh, it, it, it's difficult to accidentally break that much glass over such a large area, is all I could say. The parish council, because th- th- there was a, a, a big mess there, uh, and the parish council have spent thousands, haven't they, clearing up that mess? They uh, have, yes. Are, are they going to help clear up the glass? Well, who's, whose responsibility is it now? Well, we, we've... We sort of passed the details back to them um, and are just waiting to hear from them. Obviously, it's a very difficult situation for them too. We recognise that. Um, but as a football club, I don't think we can possibly sanction playing on the surfaces um, until we can establish a way that we can be uh, you know, as certain as you can be that the glass has been cleared. And how can you do that? I, I, I guess the only way you could be certain is to re-turf the whole thing, but that would cost a fortune, wouldn't it? It would cost a fortune, yes. Um, at the moment, we don't know. We don't know if there are any other options available. Um, so I would certainly welcome uh, any suggestions as, as uh, to how we could possibly address the problem. But um, that's really with us to discuss with the parish council. Um, but at the moment, uh, the future is not looking great. And th- I, I, I've been told this is a special year for Toddington Rovers, isn't it? What, what's going on? Or what was supposed to be going on? Yes, it's, it's our 125th anniversary year. Wow, what a, what, a, what a great way to celebrate. Well, yes, it is uh, very disappointing. It, it, uh, you, you, I, I can't even begin to imagine how frustrated you and all the, the, the young people that use these pitches must be. It, it is extremely frustrating, yes. Um, it, it's 
sad. You know, we've managed to relocate some of the academy training, but it's... Um, I have a son of my own who plays for one of the teams, and, you know, to tell them each week they're not able to play, um, the look on their faces is, uh, is not one you really want to see. Jake, uh, every time I speak to you, I keep thinking that's the last time we're going to speak to you and that it, it's being sorted out. And there seem, it just continually seems to be another twist. Do keep in touch with us. I, I wish yes. you the very best of luck. And if anybody's listening who thinks they can help, you know, give us a call and we'll put you in touch. And, um, well, hopefully we'll speak to you soon and you can tell us, Jake, about some football matches you've got coming up. I hope so too. Thank you very much indeed. Jake Kirby, chairman of Toddington Rovers. I wouldn't have a clue. Even if you go round on your hands and knees on two football pitches, well, hey, that's going to take forever, isn't it, to, to get all the glass out. You could never be sure. And I wouldn't want my boys uh, playing on a football pitch if there was a chance that they were going to, you know, if they do a, a, little, a little skid or fall over, they're going to cut themselves. Unbelievable. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, the telephone number. If you want to give us a call on that, you're more than welcome to. Coming up, coming up after half past six, and I'm aware I'm pretty much talking to an empty room. You're watching Susanna Reid sat behind a desk, behind a desk. ITV, you've wasted a trick there. She's famous for not sitting behind desks and doing um. Um, not a close encounters of the third kind. Oh, not a not a Jaws. What is it? What's the thing called? Basic instincts. That's the fella. She's famous for doing one of those. Oh, she's in certain newspapers that look out for them. Yes. Well, good for good for them. How dare she cross? I her can't legs. watch the television all the time. <laughs> I need someone to monitor it for me. Can't get my TV to work, so I can't watch it. So um, you know, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Coming up after half past six, a fantastic Hanson song you will never have heard. I know, I know. Trust me, it's a good one. And also, we'll hear how an old man tried to chat up Catherine Boyle at the weekend using what, what can only be described as a rather unique chat-up line. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, clockwise between Junction 27 for the M11 and 28 for the Brook Street roundabout. One lane is closed after an accident involving multiple vehicles. Traffic coping quite well at the moment, though. Also, the anti-clockwise on the speed sensors. That's starting to look heavy around Junction 21 for the M1. Also, the M1 itself, London-bound, starting to build up between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's just put out the very, the very simple question this morning. On the day that GMTV, uh, I probably shouldn't be mentioning that much, should I? Just in case people didn't know it was starting. GMTV. Is that what it's called? Good morning. ITV. Good morning, Britain. Yeah. It, is anybody listening? Let's ask that. Let's have that as a phone-in question. On the day that Good Morning Britain relaunches, is anybody listening to us? Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, the government is facing a backbench Commons revolt tonight over plans for a high-speed rail link through Buckinghamshire. Around 30 Conservative MPs say it's too expensive and will damage the environment. A new scheme begins today that could see some long-term unemployed people lose their benefits. After two years out of work, they'll have to visit the job centre every day, attend intensive training or work in the community unpaid for 30 hours a week. And football matches have been cancelled in 
Toddington after glass was left embedded in the pitch by travellers. It's three weeks since the group was moved off the land. The weather will be misty at first, then sunny this morning with the chance of a thundery shower this afternoon. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius at 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The race for the Premiership title is still open after Chelsea beat Liverpool 2-0 at Anfield. Chelsea are now two points behind Liverpool at the top. Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers accused Chelsea of time-wasting. I think it was interesting that they actually got on the thing, it was the 92nd minute, you know, a booking for time-wasting. When it was clear right from the very off that was the case. But listen, that's part of the game. If teams play that way for us, it's not our nature. We aim to win the game in a sporting manner and we aim to be creative and attacking in a football. Manchester City could still win the title after they beat Crystal Palace 2-0 and Sunderland are now out of the relegation zone after their 4-0 thrashing of Cardiff. Watford's playoff hopes have ended ahead of tomorrow's night trip to Charlton in the Championship. The Hornets goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain hopes defender Joel Ekstrand recovers from a blow to the foot he got in their defeat at Derby. Well, he looked like he was holding his ankle, didn't it? Um, so I'm presuming he either got a knock or a twist, I'm not sure. But um, hopefully it's nothing too drastic and, you know, we've obviously got another game Tuesday. So we uh, we're running out of bodies a little bit for defensively. Wickham will need to win their final League Two match at already relegated Torquay and hope other results go their way to beat the drop themselves. Wanderers manager Gareth Ainsworth knows the pressure is on for Saturday's trip to Playmore. We've got to control what we can control and beat Torquay, and that's uh, that's all we can do. So I don't want to be uh, coming away with, uh, with potentially we could have done it and uh, and not beat Torquay. That'd be the worst scenario impossible. And finally, at the World Snooker Championship in Sheffield, the world number one Neil Robertson leads Mark Allen by nine frames to seven in the second round. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at seven o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Mark my words, I've just been to have a look at uh, Good Morning Britain. There is no Roland Rat, there's no Kevin the gerbil, there is, uh, there is no uh, Nick Owen. Uh, or but, Mike Thingy with the broken nose. Yeah, I or the hairy him. man. Keys. Uh, uh, Keys. Or Anna Ford. Was well, she on it? Yeah. As was David, Diamond. Fro- David Frost. And there was no... Um, Gordon, Brandreth. Gordon Honeycomb. No, no Brandreth, no Wincy Willis. <gasps> Gordon Honeycomb is what I was thinking of. That's the fella. Um, but they, they're all sat behind a desk. Mark my it's word. It's a glass table. Mark, oh dear. Mark my word, that desk will not be there in three months' time. You reckon? They will get rid of the desk within three months' time. I think they've got a stinker on their hands. I don't. I think they look fresh. Whoa! They've obviously polished the desk up hey. lovely. And it's day one. No! In my house, by probably about now, they would, it would be covered in fingerprints. And I'd be thinking, oh, why don't I just go wood? <laughs> can I, we'll play your, your New York to LA song in a bit. Good. But can I play a really upbeat Hanson song that's brilliant? Um. Yeah. Well, I gave you love, you know it So when did you ungrow it? Inside that you would find another man You've been out there shaking Cause you said my heart racing You think I would always be the 
that rubbish who, 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 there's a brilliant picture of them though hang on where is it we had them lined up didn't we and I thought actually Simon Cowell got sniffy about the fella yes. who 27 he said he was 27 I thought he could pass for a bit older he looks like their dad in the photo he it's a dance troupe isn't it yeah. dance troupe street dancing was very popular about four years ago and there are some people still milking that cow and they came on in these kind of baseball jackets and I thought looked a little bit old fashioned there was you know these four lads and, and apparently their dad um, but they could really move and I thought he was the only thing that made it interesting yeah, or different from what you see every so single week so they're all like 16, program. 17, 18 and he's what 42? they reckon 27 but no and cow but 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 he can move flipping yeah. heck they, I'm, I'm 41 next month I can move yeah, but it's uh, how you move, isn't it? Hey, there's uh, two great stories on page three of the Daily Mail. First one, 1,600 pupils over five still wearing nappies at school. At school? Now, I know <gasps> some sneakily doing it at night. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Surprised me, too. <laughs> 
hundreds of children aged five and older are still wearing nappies in primary schools. It found around one in ten senior teachers said children at their school aged between five and seven were still not toilet drained. They were even perfectly healthy pupils in... They were even perfectly healthy pupils in their teens without medical conditions or developmental problems who were unable to go to the bathroom on their own. What? That's incredible. How can you not... What age did you... Do you remember when you potty trained? Or, or well, I'm you... doing it now with the second one. Right. How old is she, two? Yes. Yeah. Um, the first one was trained by the time she was two. She yeah. just took to it. See, my mum is old school. Yeah. And, you know, certain times in the morning they'll go after their breakfast. Yeah. So she would sit them on the potty because she looks after them in the mornings, or yeah. she did then. And she would sit her on the potty while giving her a breakfast. And we used to sit her on it all the time and give her a book and stuff. So yeah. she got used to it. And it just clicked one day. It feels like you're making them sit on it the whole time. And then all of a sudden they make the, that connection and you sort it. And it's just happened this weekend, actually, with yeah. my youngest, who is two and a bit. Um, and she's going to Lou and we do a song when she does the wee. Sing the wee and... song. OK, well, I can't do it without saying her name. We'll call her Tiddler, right? Okay. Tiddler did a wee wee, a wee wee on the party. La 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 la, la 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 la. You can change it, sometimes it's not a wee wee. Uh, or on the toilet. And then we do the... Um, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, Kelly Betts, Hi. You, you work on BBC Introducing. Let's be honest, that's better than some of the guff we play on a Friday morning. Oh, hang on a minute, you haven't Hi. heard the lean over, lean over. Oh, go on. Lean over, lean over, let me wipe your Oh, no, 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 no. I no. win this because I am your mum. Oh, no. <laughs> do you know they what? Love the it. only thing that's missing is a ukulele. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I've got my hands full. <laughs> I definitely would have that. But they love it and they connect the song and they wait, and that's the reward. I'd never thought because some people give them like a biscuit if they do it. My no, boys, do uh, it. my eldest, uh, we did, he didn't go for the potty. He just straight on the loo. straight on the loo. Mm-hmm. We would we'd, we'd very, we just took his nappy off and put him in pants. Yeah, and various we just keep taking him to the loo, and then we'd ask him if he wanted to go to the loo. And my youngest, who's two, he's still wearing a nappy, but he has um, in the last few weeks just started saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm doing a wee wee in my nappy." And so that's, started, that's the sign, isn't yeah. it? Because sometimes I say, "I need the loo," and they're doing it. Yeah, but that's great in a way because yeah. at least they're recognising the feeling. I've tried those sort of transition pants for a while. Yeah. I think you've just got to go straight to well, the get... haven't you? And you, there's going to be a few accidents. There's going to be a few accidents. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah, just don't change your sofa till they're sorted. If you've got... Um, if you have a, If you had a song for um, aiding your children's development, <laughs> 08459 455555. The other story. Yes. You've got it in front of you. The story on the top. Look at the size of that cauliflower. That's not normal. It's ridiculous. Look at it, the size of that onion. There's an onion that is the, the, the size... Well, it, it's even bigger than... His head. It's bigger than his head. It's an eighteen-pound onion. It's the size. It's the size of your smallest. Yes. It's incredible. When it comes to vegetables, Peter Glazebrook needs to get a life. Oh, they're all his. So the man who's already grown the world's heaviest onion and potato. Oh, I could eat that. Has now added this colossal they never cauliflower. Never taste very good. Big, six big pounds and a whopping six foot wide. It would make enough cauliflower cheese to feed a family. You're right. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't taste. Very they never good. taste great. In, uh, from what I've heard, that marrow. Look at the size of that. Jeez, that's just uh, what? How do you do that? That's chemicals, isn't it? It must be surely. He's not singing to him, is he? Maybe <laughs> singing the grow no. taller, grow taller. Oh, By the way, sorry, Peppa Pig. 
I've ruined it for you. Oh, if you nicked a Peppa Pig That's song. That's a Peppa Pig song. A tune, not their song. I don't think they've... Uh, you got anything else? That one yet. Yeah, loads. Uh, a music fan who made his neighbour's lives a misery by blasting out Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On has had his iPod taken off him. Council officers also seized thousands of pounds worth of equipment from the home of Gareth Davis, 47, after he breached a noise abatement order six times, including laptop, speakers, 32 DVDs and CDs. Wow. Officers had witnessed a Titanic theme being played in the afternoon in the early hours at the house in Stroud. To be fair, it was a good tune. Other songs on the playlist of the former window salesman who lives alone included James Brown's Love Machine, Apache Indian's Boom Shakalak. <laughs> Apache Boom Indian, Shakalak. I miss that guy. Steppenwolf, Born to be Wild, yeah. and the theme tune to Toy Story, You've Got a Friend in Me. Oh, that is a good song. <laughs> that is a yeah, good song. Yeah, two in the morning. Yeah. They're making um, a movie of Dad's Army. Yes, I know. I can see that. Flip it. What for? I mean, question that springs to mind. Dad's Army, as we all know, is a tedious, old-fashioned, dull sitcom of the worst order. It's of its time. I never got those sitcoms of that style. And I've said this before: the Dad's Army, the um, the uh, the Faulty Towers, the um, what's the uh, Plonker? What's the Plonker one? I liked Faulty Towers. Del Boy and Dad's Army. Yes, I agree what with was, you. The, what, was great. Fall, fall, falls and Horses. Yeah. That, thank you, Kelly. That was it. Just, oh, I hate that old-fashioned British formulaic sitcom. And now they're going to make a movie of Dad's Army. I cannot think... What, who's Who would pay 12 quid to go to the pictures to watch that? That's the sort of thing they should put on on a Sunday afternoon on BBC Two. I think there was a Dad's Army film. Yeah. Do you remember there was a thing for making films of sitcoms? So there's got you've got like Love Thy no, no not Love Thy Night, but you've got um, uh, on the buses. I think there are two movies. There are two Steptoe and Son films. Uh, there is a Dad's Army film as well. I'm what, sure. An actual yeah, I'm pretty sure. Thing. Why would you do that? Awful. And um, I'll tell you what, though, Bill Nye is in it and Toby Jones. Are oh, in that case. Well, no, they're good. I don't know who Toby Jones is. Yeah, you do. Look. Uh, no, I've face. seen the I've seen the face. face. I don't know. He played um, Truman Capote to great acclaim, I think, recently. They, uh, they should make a film of Bottle Boys. Remember Bottle Boys? No, bottle Boys, Bottle Boys, up with the lark. Who cares if it's early? Who cares if it's dark? It was, it was Robin Asquith, uh, star of the Confessions movies, oh. playing uh, a milkman who... He would deliver milk and... He was pretty much Confessions with milk. Yeah, he'd be having it away. He'd be having it away with Mrs Jones. Some of those films, you can't really show them anymore. I remember one where he's up the ladder, this is a Confessions film, up the ladder looking into a girl's changing room in a school and they're all like, oh! And that's... The the Oxo mum's in a lot of them. You see her... um, Oh, I know, Linda's Bellingham's. (laughs) 08459 455 555. More papers after this... Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise, very slow now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Then on the M1 itself, London bound is heavy going between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. Also, the A1M southbound, slow going around Junction 7 for Stevenage. But public transport, that's still looking good. We've got no reported problems there. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Don't don't hold back too much. 6.46. It's Monday, the 28th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs vote today on plans for a high-speed rail line through Buckinghamshire. 
Football matches have been cancelled in Toddington after a huge amount of broken glass was left on two pitches by travellers. And people in Houghton Regis are demanding the police stop groups of abusive teenagers. 08459 455 555. What on earth is the point in a Dad's Army film? And uh, what songs do you have to aid your children's development? We'll get all of that and more after the latest weather with Sarah Thornton. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning to you. Thanks very much indeed. A dry start this morning across the three counties, uh, but I can't give you a totally dry day. It looks like we will see some quite sharp showers around again, as we have done through the weekend, but also, of course, some drier interludes and some sunshine coming through with those showers. It's a fairly cloudy start this morning, though. That sunshine will develop by the latter part of the morning, but it's around lunchtime when we see the showers drifting towards us from the east. They're drifting off towards the west, but fairly slow moving, not much wind pushing them around. So if you catch one, I think you'll really notice it because it could be with you for a while. Having said that, lots of places will avoid those showers and there will be sunny intervals mixed in with them too. They tend to clear away by the middle part of the afternoon so the end of the afternoon will be dry and we'll have some good smells of sunshine before the sun sets at 8.20 this evening and then the next couple of days are generally fairly dry but quite cloudy. Uh, Temperatures typically in the mid-teens. Today we're looking at highs of 15, 16 Celsius. For tomorrow 13 or 14 degrees. A lot of dry weather. Again, some showers around here and there. Thursday plenty of showers. They return to us us with some vigour actually on Thursday afternoon. And then for Friday a real change to the weather as it's fairly dry but a northerly wind sets in and it will turn colder. More of course on all the websites. All the websites? Now, how about a little murder? Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. How about a bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century? I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. There until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, why are we playing this next record, Patsy Gallant? Because a a new Twitterer, Tweeter? Tweeter? Sent me a message saying we ought to play it. Colin Lim. This is... Colin uh, Lim? This is his fault. Yes. And uh, he's only got... He's only following three people. Oh. Me, Kelly and one other person. Hello, what about me, guys? Sorry? Yes. What's that? I'm cheering. We're, By the we're, way, we're two of Colin's girls. Big, big, big up, Thanks, uh, Kelly Colin. Betts. She ha- she posted a picture on Twitter that I can't describe in great detail. <laughs> that has been it's had about two, nearly three hundred retweets. Been retweeted by Jeremy Vine. Mm-hmm. Um, who else did you say? Retwe- David Schneider. David Schneider, Off top comedian. Um, and I've I even I've repeated it. Repeated it. Retweeted Tweeted it. Tweeted it. Thanks, boss. Uh, uh, d- describe it as delicately as you can. It's a band yep. posing in front of the Three Counties banner, yep. but they're unfortunately positioned. positioned. So some of the letters from counties are not there. Some of not them are enough. There. To yes. Make it mm. So it's it's a little. B- if you follow, um, uh, and there are three of them, aren't there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you follow, what's your what's your Twitter name? At Kelly Betts. At Kelly Betts, or uh, go, go, go and have a little look at her Twitter feed. Maybe post it again a bit later on, so that you're it's, new f- it's it's still there. Okay. It's right at the top. It's right at the top. Go and have a look at that. That's worth looking at. It's very very funny. This song is it actually worth playing? I think it's um, hideous and wonderful at the same time. So yeah, beautiful. 
There's a face on my lips. There's a name in my life. There's no place for the man that I love. 'Cause I'm living my life just to sing and be free. From L.A. to New York, from New York to L.A. TV you may have won today, but I'll be back for another round tomorrow. Daily, what are you making of this? Oh, absolute tune. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Love it.
love it. Do you know what? That record, One Hit Wonder, yeah. when I came up with the idea for a music programme at the weekend, I yes. came up with 100 songs, fantastic songs, yeah. that never get played on the radio. Yeah. That was one of them. I mean, we can kind of... It's four minutes 40 of her mm. charting her journey from um, the uh, the <laughs> East Coast to the West Coast of the United States of America, or yeah. vice versa. Mm. It was an advert, and I'm trying to think what advert it was from. Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking an airline. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense, uh, it? I thought it was something like Barclay Card, or... Um, really? It was something. Oh, wait, for, this, this is going to bug me now. Thanks, Catherine, for that. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. What on earth was that uh, uh, an advert for? What, 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 I've just put you on the spot, Justin. What can you tell us about Patsy Gallant? Um, I can tell you that she was a one-hit wonder who had uh, a very powerful voice. Let's just <laughs> leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Catherine rightly pointed out a little bit of the Karen Carpenter's going on on the ballady part. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I suppose, if I was to say one bad thing about that song, it does go on a bit. You know, <laughs> yeah. Make it three minutes 30, there yeah. you go. Let's all ha- have, have some good times listening to it. It does go on a bit, to be fair. You've got, you got to hit there if you were to do that. Just, where, where, are you, where are you off to today? What are you well, up to today? Also, I can do whatever for you. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to bring you breakfast this time, but oh. uh, whatever you're talking about, more than happy to get reaction live on the streets. Let's take it to the streets. What do you reckon, Kath? Well, I don't know. Mm. Uh, there's, don't not, there's not a lot of kind of talky-talky bits Maybe in the Maybe this papers. road rage thing. Ah, go on, yes, that might be a good one. What, what Motorists is prone to road rage are often the most scared of driving. This is according to a new study. Oh. The country's least willing drivers are also the most likely to lose their temper and flash their lights at others, findings from a five-year study study revealed. But a dislike of driving doesn't keep them off the road. Uh, Researchers found drivers who clocked up the most miles are split between those who love motoring and those who feel their job makes them a slave to their cars. So um, there's six types of motorists. You might want to ask them which one they are. Okay. How about this? One, driving to live. Okay, so these are the ones averaging about 10,800 miles a year, driving most days, um, and about 18% of drivers. They feel they've become a slave to the car. Slave to the car. (laughs) Motorheads, they just love it. uh, 10,500 miles, driving most days, find it a joy. More than motoring. What's that mean? Uh, Driving less regularly, they resent driving, but know they need a car. Rogue drivers. Rogue. Driving most day, they routinely bend the rules while on the road and prone to have a short fuse. Oh, I think think that's me, yeah, Yeah, that's that's me. That's you, Lisa. Way of life. Driving most days, they just use their cars to get around. That's me, I think. And reluctant drivers drive reasonably regularly. They're the most timid and bad-tempered. Hey, do you remember that time we did a phone-in about people who didn't like driving and there was a woman who had only ever turned left? (laughs) <laughs> oh really? Yeah, she was so terrified of crossing traffic. She would plan her. She would just do miles out of her way so I, she didn't have to turn right. I do end up in situations where the other driver gets very aggressive. I don't know why. And I was turning right when I lived in North London. I was turning right, and this 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 elderly gentleman cut me up really badly, like an absolute. Mm. And so I may have I may have cut I may have overtaken him. I may have undertaken him and got ahead of him. Uh, and then I went to turn right, and he pulled up right in front of me. Really tight, so I couldn't move. And he got out of his car. Really old. He's in his 70s. Got out of his car. Tapped on my window. So I wound it down. If you ever do that ever again, I will kill you. Wow. And I just laughed because it came from nowhere. He threatened to kill me, Justin. Wow. See, I thought road rage nowadays just didn't exist. Oh, you know, oh maybe, it maybe I'm wrong. Maybe mate, I'm wrong. Oh, mate, I, I've go and not get seen s- it for a long time. Maybe because I'm a perfect driver, but <laughs> I've not seen it for a while. It's because you're not looking at the road, mate. You're too busy looking at your cassette collection and uh, sparking up a growler in the mirror. <laughs> go and go and get some road rage stories. I bet yeah. there's some yeah. cracking ones out there. Absolutely. Thank you, Justin. We'll speak to you later on. Take care. Ta-ta. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Please. I get road raged at for using lane one because I believe you should be in it. So if someone's in the middle lane, yep. I will overtake them yep. 
and then go back in front of them. Yeah. And then go into lane one. To, you're supposed to be in lane yeah, one. Yeah, I know, but you wouldn't believe the, the amount of grief I get for that. Uh, I don't do it really fast. I don't cut people up. I don't go really close. But people do not like it. I Again, the, I've had this happen a couple of times. The other day, I had a lorry driver challenging me to a fight on the motorway. He didn't chase you for miles leading to a canyon somewhere. No, he didn't chase me for miles. But <laughs> yeah, it's a good film. But no, uh, he, he was unhappy with, with my particular behaviour. And my behaviour on this instance was pretty good, actually. Uh, and so he was doing the, the pointing to the thing and making a fist sign. You're always getting that, aren't you? Yeah. And so then he started, then he started pulling over into the hard shoulder and driving. And I was, I was doing the, yeah, come on then. And so he pulled over into the hard shoulder and I made to pull over. And then I zoomed away. Brave. Yeah, brave. That taught him a lesson. Actually, you'd have to be nuts to get out of your car. How would you get out on your hard shoulder and have a punch-up? Oh, wait, for, thank you, Catherine. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Road rage stories, please. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21A for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley. Also on the clockwise carriageway between Junction 27 for the M11 and 28 for the Brook Street roundabout. One lane is closed after an accident involving multiple vehicles. On the speed sensors, the M1 London bound very heavy around Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Brave effort, let's be honest. I don't want to put you down, Lee, before you do the news. No one's listening. They're all watching hashtag GMTV, aren't they? But have they got Lee Agnew doing the news? No. They asked and he told them to get knotted. Cool and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. For headlines, MPs to vote on HS2 today. Tough new rules for the unemployed and hidden glass stops football matches in Toddington. BBC Three Counties Radio. The government's facing a backbench Commons revolt tonight over plans for a high-speed rail link through Buckinghamshire. Opponents say it's too expensive and will damage the environment. Conservative MP for Chesham and Amersham, Cheryl Gillan, says the parliamentary process has a long way to go. First of all, it's got to get through its... Uh, committee stage in front of the hybrid bill committee, then it has to have report stage and third reading in the House of Commons. It then has to go to the Lords and go through a similar process. So this bill will not be through before the general election and it will depend on the government of the day as to whether it is continued or whether it's at that stage abandoned. A new scheme begins today that could see some long-term unemployed people lose their benefits. After two years out of work, they'll have to visit the job centre every day, attend intensive training or work in the community unpaid for 30 hours a week. Glass has been found embedded in two football pitches used by youngsters in Toddington. Volunteers have been trying to clean up the mess left by travellers three weeks ago. Chairman of Toddington Rovers, Jake Kirby, says they can't risk playing there. Most of it is um, is from smashed bottles, um, which is green glass. You can't see it really within the the grass surface itself. But there is a very, very large amount of it scattered across the, uh, the playing area. A 15-year-old boy is due to appear at Luton Crown Court today, charged with the attempted murder and rape of a teenage girl. The boy, who can't be named for legal reasons, is accused of attacking the 14-year-old at Lusey Park in January. 
The anti-smoking charity Ash says the number of people using electronic cigarettes has trebled in the past two years. Professor Robert West from University College in London is questioning attempts to stop their use in public. Those who are using the e-cigarettes were about 60% more likely still not to be smoking than those who used either the licensed product or um, nothing at all. If we fail to take this opportunity that electronic cigarettes potentially are providing, we're really condemning people to death who would otherwise have lived. People in Houghton Regis say that groups of drunken teenagers have turned an area of the town centre into a no-go area. The youngsters gather at Bedford Square, hurling abuse and objects at passers-by. These people say they're out of control. Every month or so there's always some sort of incident, either bike theft, some form of violence. They all get together, lump their bikes and throw things, and the other the other day they were throwing lots of things at uh, passers-by from young to old. They're kicking the balls against the shutters and it's echoing round it. You've got people living upstairs and that. And then you've got the drunken people coming out here afterwards chucking their beers about and then they're a bit loud. In sports, the race for the Premiership title is still open after Chelsea beat Liverpool 2-0 at Anfield. And the weather will be sunny this morning with a chance of a thundery shower this afternoon. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius at 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Where I live it's nice, we've got good community spirit. It's becoming a bit more villagey and better community spirit. All this week we're featuring Houghton Regis. You will not find a better fighting spirit in, in the whole of Bedfordshire than Houghton Regis. It's all about where you live. On a whole, it's great. The Big Tour, BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning to the loyal, the faithful, who are sticking with us through this turbulent time of GMTV being relaunched and, let's be honest, barely adequate radio broadcasts from myself and my team. But, but, some of you are staying with us and and for that I am eternally grateful. Coming up in the next hour, we will reward your loyalty with Yob Rule in Houghton. Broken glass in Toddington. And getting your stories about road rage. Dealey doesn't think it exists anymore. It's an old-fashioned concept. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. If only it were. Oh, it rhymes. I'm a poet and I didn't realise. Oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. I'll take texts as well. Eight, one, three, double, three. Start your text, Thracia. I'm not interested in Facebook this morning. Texts and phone calls, please. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, eight, four, five, nine. Four double five five double five, and the, the, the rule that applies is it does every day. You can give us a call about anything you fancy. Oh, we must do, must do Catherine's chat up line. I forgot to do that. We'll do that a little bit later on. Catherine was chatted up by an elderly gentleman um, at the weekend who had just had the most amazing chat up line. We'll find out what it was, and more importantly, whether it worked or not, a little bit later on in the show. Now, the big tour has rolled into House and Regis this week, where the feeling from locals is less positive than it has been on our previous locations. In fact, a lot of people we've been talking to are desperate for the police to step in to stop their town centre becoming a no-go area after dark. 
Locals told us they avoid Bedford Square from early evening because that's when gangs of teenagers take over, shouting abuse, throwing things and on occasions roughing up passers-by. These people told our reporter Matt Lockwood they've had enough. Every month or so there's always some sort of incident, either bike theft, some form of violence. Lately, within the last four or five years, a lot of people have said that this has escalated to the point now where it's become un- unacceptable. A lot of people that come through here, I've seen them, they'll come out at night, they'll bring a big dog with them, or they'll come in a group because they're afraid. That's not good for anyone. So what things have you experienced then? Oh, the kids coming here through like the motorbikes out on the mopeds and out the push bikes, they're going up and down like it's a racetrack, and they're kicking the balls against the shutters and it's echoing round here. You've got people living upstairs and that, so it's just it's a right nuisance for people to be honest, really. And then you've got the drunken people coming out here afterwards, chucking their beers about, and then they're a bit loud. What kind of things have you experienced in the square? Uh, just general antisocial behaviour. I mean, the other, the other day there were lots and lots of children, um, you know, youngsters hanging around. It's a sort of a pack culture, because when they're on their own, they're uh, nice as pie. They all get together, lump their bikes and throw things. And the other, the other day they were throwing lots of things that uh, passes by from young to old. So uh, it's not impressive, um, but... It's difficult not to lower yourself to their level. That's the problem, uh, because they all congregate and, uh, and it causes more and more trouble. This, this place, Houghton Regis, is, uh, is a network of rat runs. So, and they've got bikes and they know all the ways in and out. And that's the difficulty the police have. They pick on single people, like, you know. You pick know, on single people? Yeah, or old people, you know. I get called to tramp and all that. They try to get me get me going, like, you know. They probably say insult their own parents and that. And does that stop you from walking no, through? No, no. no you, you're not going to be intimidated? No way. If one of them ever wants to start on me, I'll just... I'll yeah. get the first one in. Well, that's Matt Lockwood there talking to local residents. We can speak now to Mary. It's not her real name, but Mary lives in Houghton Regis. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Mary, what, what antisocial behaviour have you witnessed? Uh, well, in general, I was in Parson in the Square, I'd say probably a couple of weeks ago now. Um, there was an elderly couple on, well, one was on the mobility scooter. Her husband was following in suit. And as I was approaching the square, the, uh, the there was a bunch of youths in the square, and I saw them shaking the mobility scooter. So I started walking over there to learn that uh, the elderly couple actually refused their request of going in and buying them some cigarettes. I did step in, obviously, ensued by um, a lot of abuse, um, and threatened to call the police, which I did, uh, with no expectation of any arrival, of course. Uh, and subsequently, they just run. How, how many uh, young people were there? At this point, uh, there was about three, four. Two of them were actually shaking the mobility scooter. The other two were laughing and joking on the bench. And when you say shaking the mobility scooter, what, what part were they holding and how, how aggressively were they shaking it? Uh, it was quite rigorously and they had their hands on the uh, handlebars of the mobility scooter because it was sort of kind of payback because they didn't get their cigarettes that they uh, wanted. How old do you reckon these uh, these young people were? Oh, um, between 12, 14. Oldest, probably 15. When they went, Mary, I- I'm assuming you spoke to the elderly couple. What did they say? How did they feel? They said they're not coming across there anymore. They said it's a general problem and they regret it and that they only came across there on that occasion because they didn't have an opportunity to go elsewhere earlier in the day. But in future, they will plan better. And what time of the day was it? This must be around about four, quarter past four. Okay, so so not not late. It wasn't late at night. No, not at all. Um, obviously, 
course, at a school's kicking out time is around about half three, four o'clock anyways. Yeah. And you mentioned something about you called the police, but that, that you didn't really expect them to turn up. Did, did they turn up eventually? No, because I was put on hold. You were put on hold? Yes. That's the general thing, or you get cut off. Um, overall, if you ever try and get any assistance, you're put on hold or you're diverted to another number where you're on hold again or cut off. So, yeah, it's actually quite difficult to get through. How, how long could you be on hold for? Varies, um, generally, or you're just asked to call back. Yeah, you're asked to call... Second a minute, see what, you you phoned up and said, look, there's, there's a lot of kids shaking a mobility scooter, there's an elderly couple that are scared, and they said, oh, OK, thank you, Mary, we're, we're just going to put you on hold. And that was it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think in general, unless they uh, learn that uh, anyone has actually been harmed or hurt, mm. uh, then you've got a general weight on your hands before a complaint will be recorded, if at all. We're going to be uh, speaking to uh, Sergeant Linda Wilson, who's part of the policing team for Houghton Regis, uh, a little bit later on, about uh, 10 to 9. What would you like to say to the sergeant? There really needs to be a step up and they need to respond um, a lot more in terms of what's expected. I mean, the council have a duty of care, I believe, towards its residents in this area. Um, And subsequently, they are actually charging people via the council tax to provide that duty of care. And this has not been seen. Um, Also, I know Northampton has adopted the approach of um, any minors found with alcohol, possession of alcohol or anything else in their hands. Um, that they're escorted back to the parents right there, right then. Because um, obviously alcohol in this area is a massive issue um, for uh, the under-16s, under-18s. Uh, they managed to possess it and get it through whatever means and reasons. Mary, um, do you, do you um, d- feel intimidated by what's going on there? Have you restricted the times that you, you, you go there? Yes, I don't go across that way at all. Because obviously, um, like I said, the people with the mobility scooter, they provoke you to a point that you would end up questioning your own actions. Mm. Um, and that's not really right, but they will, will, will actually push you to that point. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you've spoken to your neighbours and your friends and, and they're all saying kind of similar things, are they? Absolutely. Yeah. You can stop and talk to anyone in the area. They'll say pretty much the same thing. Mary, I appreciate your time this morning. Do try and listen at 10 to 9, and we'll, we'll put, certainly put your question to uh, to Sergeant L- Linda Wilson, who's going to be coming on a little bit later on, and um, we'll get her response. 08459 455 555. Earlier on, I joked. Well, earlier on, I related an incident I saw yesterday with some young kids being uh, sexually aggressive, shall we say, to a middle-aged woman, and I told him to jog on. Uh, and I joked, let's be anti-kids today. And I, it, it was a joke. Listen, I, I genuinely believe that the majority of young people in this country are, uh, are pretty good. Uh, they know right from wrong, and they generally adhere uh, to the right side. So I'm not... Uh, don't worry. We're not going to do a show where it's, hey, aren't kids rubbish? But I can't imagine what would possess... And let's be generous, a 14-year-old... Let's be generous. Two 14-year-olds. To, to shake a mobility scooter with an old woman sat on it even if it was in jest, right? even if they were just playing, how intimidating. I've had kids, um, you, you, can you buy some silk cut, mister? No, jog on. Sorry, I'm not going to do that. But to then 
have a pop, attack, and it is an attack, isn't it? An old couple, an intimidating old woman in a mobility scooter. No, 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 no. That's not what we do. If you live in House and Regis, love to get your thoughts on this this morning. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double. Is this a coffee I see before me? It is, Princess. Hey, did you? There you go, Blossom. You're welcome, Peaches. No, she wouldn't have, would she? Oh uh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Your uh, stories uh, of of being living, working in House and Regis, the the, the, the examples that you've come across, uh, please. And don't worry, we're not going to do a whole show with. Hey, aren't kids rubbish these days? Because I think the majority of them pretty decent. They're, they're pretty good. I think it's a real tiny minority, and I have to believe that. Otherwise, what's the point in living? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You can text this morning as well. Eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. No Facebook today. I just I just really I can't be bothered. I've closed again. I've deleted, deleted, not closed, deleted my personal Facebook account. Now, now I've got fourteen days to change my mind. Mm. But I think I think I'm gonna stick with it. My life yeah. is already better. How? How how what? How is it better? Well, I'm not looking at Facebook all the time. But are you still on Twitter? Are you still on there as your celebrity profile? Yes. So you're still on there? As my celebrity profile and a monkeys page that I run, yes. So you are still looking at Facebook? Well, no. I'm going to have to go now. I'm busy. Oh. Bye. Status? So 08459 455 555 is the phone number. 715 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news from the ever excellent Alice Glossop. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, things very slow going between Junction 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. Also, the M1 London-bound looking very heavy at the moment between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. The A1M southbound slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. Then on the speed sensors, the A5 southbound, heavy going as you go through Mark Yate. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. 7.16, it's Monday the 28th of April. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Protests will be held at Westminster today ahead of the latest vote on HS2. Football matches have been cancelled in Toddington after a huge amount of broken glass was left on two pitches by travellers. And people in Houghton Regis say groups of abusive teenagers are spoiling the town centre. The weather today sunny this morning, but there could be thundery showers this afternoon. East Three Counties Radio. Monday the 5th of May is Milton Keynes Marathon Day on BBC Three Counties Radio. As a station, we are going to be going there fully loaded and prepared to go as a team for success. And with just over a week to go, let's see how our main runner is getting on. I'm Jeff Doyle and I'm the sports editor at BBC Three Counties Radio. I run once, twice a week, about 10k for about... 50 minutes. The Milton Keynes Marathon. My tricycle is an all-in-one, which comes to about the knee. Very, very tight. Countdown to the Milton Keynes Marathon. The last time I, I did something like this, I had a curry. I was out with friends and it was a curry and beer night. And it wasn't pleasant after the race. Countdown to the Milton Keynes Marathon with BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Uh, Catherine, what, are you, what is it you... Uh, I've what... just taken a phone call yeah. um, from a woman who's far too distressed to come on air, but she's going to keep in touch with us and let us know how she gets on. Yes. She lives in Houghton Regis yep. and knows about this area. And what she wanted to say was that this has really hit home with her today because um, her son was taken into an intensive care last night after being beaten up, followed um, out of Tesco's in Houghton Regis on the 15th of February by a group... Mm who beat him up in an alley, um, and he was found unconscious in this alley. Ever since, he's been so distressed and frightened, he won't leave his flat, and he started self-harming last week, and it's oh, led dear. to this. He's now been put in intensive care. She said it's been caught on CCTV, him being followed by this group, but it's too dark to see who it was. Um, and she just wanted to say that it, it's a real, it is a real problem. This, her son has learning difficulties. He's autistic, and he's got the onset of Huntington's disease. So he was a really easy target. Mm. Um, and he's taking it very, very... I mean, Badly is not the word, is it? Mm. Um, just, just an awful story. And she's going to keep in touch with us and, and let us know what happens. But she's so worried about us, and obviously. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Well, I, yes, let's let's make sure we keep in touch with her and wish them the very best of luck at yeah. um, working through that. Thank you, Catherine. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Andrew's in Bedford. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. Andrew, what you got for us, boss? Well, you were saying earlier about GMTV. Then you launch of a Good Morning. It's launching today. No, no one's listening to us, Andrew, apart from you. Well, I watched the first hour of it. Oh, yeah. And then I, I came to it back to you. Uh, yeah. I've never seen such a load of rubbish. Oh. It's, just usual, it's just the usual old stuff. I mean, stories that no interest to me whatsoever. I mean, uh, they're sitting around this big, huge circular desk to try and give it some false gravitas. Yes, false gravitas. And they, they, they had a story about that, which uh, has been in all the papers anyway, about the biggest family in Britain, uh, 16 children, one on the way. I mean... And it was basic things like, oh, they do, they they have gets through two cereal boxes a day and 16 pints of milk and two oh. two bottles of juice. And I mean, how boring. We we know that. If it's a load of, if you've got a load of kids, you're going to get through a load of stuff. I mean, they do two washes, eight washes a day or something. You're going to do it. I mean, what's, what's new about that and what's interesting? And then the thing, why well, I left it when they was trying to feign interest in a story about One Direction. I mean, you've got these... I mean, they're all pretty getting on a bit, aren't they? I mean, I mean, Susanna Rees, 40-something, 40, 40 the, <laughs> the other one's 39. I mean, basically, apart from one young chap who's, who's in his 30s, they're all middle-aged and they're trying to feign interest. And, and Susanna Reed, she was just squirming, you know, saying, why am I interested in One Direction? So it was, it was just so boring, Ian. I'd, I'd much rather listen to your programme because... Get local interest stories, and there's, you can interact and get feedback. Thank well, Andrew. Listen, I appreciate that. I, I, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed you left us for an hour, though, Andrew. That that seems a little cold well, for, no, for everything we've been through together. Hour, I just thought I got up and I was making myself some breakfast, right. and I just thought I'd, I'd, you know, just try it, just see if it was any good. I mean, I'll always come back to you. Ian. Good. Well, may God bless you for that. Have you encountered? You, you've called in about road rage as oh, well. Yeah. Justin Dealey oh. thinks it doesn't exist anymore. No, it, it still does exist, and I think it's it's down to the fact that we we see. It, I think I see it as a, an invasion of your space when someone cuts you up because we're very proprietorial. Some of us about our cars, aren't we? And it's it's our space, and if someone cuts yep. you up. But we do things in cars, Andrew. If we were walking down the street, we wouldn't do all that kind of stuff. Oh, no, yeah, you, you do become a bit of a monster, as I'm saying, because you see it as, as your space. If yeah. you see someone invading it, it's like if you're a party and someone comes up to you and they start bugging you, it's the same sort of thing. You're going to get a bit annoyed, aren't you? You're going you're gonna to get a little bit annoyed. Andrew, thank you for that. 
08459 455 555. Going to move on. From today, some people who've been out of work for two years or more will have to work unpaid for six months in return for keeping their benefits. The government says the scheme will provide the unemployed with a boost to their CV and show potential employers what they're capable of. But not everyone supports the idea. We can speak now to uh, Simon Hill from the National Coalition for Independent Action, which works to keep the voluntary sector free of government interference. Morning, Simon. Good morning. Uh, what do you make of this, this scheme? Well, of course, unemployed people need jobs. Most unemployed people uh, want jobs, and everybody should be contributing to society. The problem is that this isn't about real jobs with real wages. It isn't about real volunteering. It's about forcing people to work without pay. And what we're saying is, yes, people should work, but people people need jobs with at least minimum wage that you and I and you know the, the, the rest of the, of the world are entitled to. Voluntary groups, charities and so on need real volunteers. And what this is really about, or you know, part of what this is about, is that people are sent or will be sent to work six months without pay and the threat of having basic benefits cut. And when they're doing this scheme, they're still unemployed, but they're no longer on the unemployment figures, which is you know, ra- rather convenient for the government, and overlooks the real problem, which is mass unemployment, which needs, needs addressing in itself rather than punishing people by um, treating being unemployed as a crime and requiring people to work for no wage. George Osborne Osborne says it will help uh, people keep their skills up to date and in the right mindset for work. Well, the pilot scheme a couple of years ago showed that uh, there was virtually no difference at all between people who went on the scheme and people who didn't in terms of their chances of finding a job afterwards. Uh, You know, this was the, the statistical analysis of the scheme. Uh, the percentage of people who'd been on it who got a job and the percentage of people who hadn't who got a job uh, was was virtually identical. Uh, There are some people, aren't there, Simon? There are some slackers, though, who who, who kind of play the system. And and, and if there's anything we can do to get them to be more productive, then, then surely we should, shouldn't we? Well, as I say, I think everybody uh, should should contribute to society. When I was unemployed myself in my in my late teens, I did uh, I did a lot of voluntary work, and that that helped my skills. I grew up with my father on the dole, and he was constantly looking for work. But at the same time as looking for work, he was being uh, humiliated all the time by newspapers labelling every unemployed person as a shirker and so on. And of course, there's some people who are not. You know, who are not really looking for work, but the majority of unemployed people are. People should be should be contributing. I'm not saying that um, it's okay for somebody to repeatedly turn down offers of real work, but this this isn't real work. Indeed, by if an organisation takes on someone on this scheme, that's a cheap a cheaper alternative than employing somebody. It could even be you know, taking jobs away and increasing unemployment. Uh, Simon, stay there. I just want to bring Melissa into the conversation. Melissa's from Buckinghamshire. Morning, Melissa. Good morning. You work with unemployed teens. Yes. What do you think about the, the, this scheme in, in forcing people to do volunteer work to get their benefits? Um, I think, uh, like everything with new projects with the government, I, I think we, we just hear the titles and we don't hear the, the smaller, finer details of them. I think what we need to realise is there will be, you know, there will be um, 
a, check, sort of a system put in place um, to make sure that people who are, who are vulnerable don't get forced into doing it. Um, you know, I think that's the main thing we need to realise. And actually, I think it will work. They should be doing, um, you know, work experience. They should be, you know, upping their skills. Um, and I don't think it's a punishment. I don't think the government are seeing it as that. Um, but why shouldn't people be doing voluntary work if they're unemployed? Um, you know, that, that is helping them with their skills. And that, that is a, a problem these days. We don't have the skills to work. Melissa, does it demean volunteer work by forcing people to do it? Volunteers do it because they, they want to contribute to society, they want to give something back, they, they want to feel good about themselves. If people are forced to do volunteer work, that kind of lessens that, doesn't it? Um, I, I think... Yeah, in a way, yes. But I think actually it doesn't it doesn't undermine the skills that people get from it, and the, you know the experience that volunteer work gives you. You know, is priceless. You, you 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 know you won't be able to get that anywhere else than just sitting at home looking on the internet for jobs. That's not experience. And you know, in 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 public work or working with people, that's you know a lot of employers now are, are saying they want a lot more skills than they were sort of you know a couple of years ago because the the, the level of work is is heightening and we have to keep up with that. And that's an important point, isn't it, Simon? That the, 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 the people can, whether they get work on the back of this project or not, they can be learning new skills or maintaining old ones, can't they? I think learning skills is useful. Volunteer work is very useful. I think it's great if unemployed people do volunteer work, as a lot do. I think it's great if job centres and so on could help people find uh, volunteer work. But remember what volunteer means. It means doing something voluntarily. Compulsory volunteering. So, you know, it's a contradiction in terms. And the, the reality is that we don't have mass unemployment because people don't have enough skills. We have mass unemployment because of a whole economic situation uh, arising particularly from the economic crash a few years ago. And rather than addressing that situation, we're now sort of blaming unemployed people by saying, oh, you know, we just need to force people to do work so they'll get these skills. But the evidence is that even with these skills, it doesn't necessarily make that much difference to somebody's chance of finding finding paid work. So we need an economic solution, not just to think that it's about individuals and, and not sending people on a, an unpaid scheme that is twice as long as the maximum community service sentence, which is treating being unemployed as a, as a crime. Simon, thank you very much. Simon Hill from the National Coalition for Independent Action and Melissa, who uh, works with unemployed teens. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Keen to get your thoughts uh, on this. This starts today, this scheme. People who've been out of work for two years or more will have to work unpaid for six months in return for keeping their benefits. Very simple question. Is it a good idea? What do you think? Does it work? Will it work? Or is it a little bit unfair? 08459 455 555. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. normal this morning. Very slow from just before Junction 21A for St Albans to Junction 16 for the M40. Also problems on the clockwise carriageway between Junction 27 for the M11 and 28 for the Brook Street roundabout. One lane is closed after an accident. Slow going through the area at the moment. 
Also, the M1 London bound, heavy between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And on the speed sensors in Chesant, the A10 southbound is queuing as you head towards the M25. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. It's 7.30 or thereabouts. Let's get the latest news and sport now with Lee Agnew. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Lines at half past seven. The government is facing a backbench comment revolt tonight over plans for a high-speed rail link through Buckinghamshire. Around 30 Conservative MPs say it's too expensive and will damage the environment. A new scheme begins today that could see some long-term unemployed people lose their benefits. After two years out of work, they'll have to visit the job centre every day, attend intensive training or work in the community unpaid for 30 hours a week. Glass has been found embedded in two football pitches used by youngsters in Toddington. Volunteers have been trying to clean up the mess left by travellers three weeks ago. And the weather will be misty at first, then sunny this morning, with the chance of a thundery shower this afternoon. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius. That's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Premiership title is still open after Chelsea beat Liverpool 2-0 at Anfield. Chelsea are now two points behind Liverpool, but manager Jose Mourinho is counting his side out of the race. Now we, we, we are Champions League uh, for sure, and if we finish third, we, we obviously we guarantee direct qualification for Champions League. That's very, very important. And the champion, Liverpool or, or Man City, we can say that we, we won both matches against the champion. But do you concede now that it is a three-way title race, at no. least, that you're in no, it? No, 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 forget Jose, it. Jose, you're in it. Forget it. Forget it. You know that we aren't. Forget it. Manchester City could still win the title after they beat Crystal Palace 2-0 and Sunderland are now out of the relegation zone after their 4-0 thrashing of Cardiff. Watford's playoff hopes have ended ahead of tomorrow's night's trip to Charlton in the Championship. The Hornets' goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain hopes defender Joel Ekstrand recovers from a blow to the foot he got in their defeat at Derby. Well, it looked like he was holding his ankle, didn't it? Um, so I'm presuming he either got a knock or a twist, I'm not sure. But um, hopefully it's nothing too drastic and, you know, we've obviously got another game Tuesday, so we, uh, we're running out of bodies a little bit for defensively. Wickham will need to win their final League 2 match at already relegated Torquay and hope other results go their way to beat the drop themselves. Wanderers manager Gareth Ainsworth knows the pressure is on for Saturday's trip to play more. Surviving last year was fantastic, but uh, you know the club's, uh, the club's been through a lot and, uh, and like I say, being at the bottom of the league is it's not great, so it's, a, it's definitely a low point in the in the managerial career and uh, you know one I'll, uh, I'll try and get out of next week and, and obviously I'll be learning from. And finally at the World Snooker Championship in Sheffield, the World number one Neil Robertson leads Mark Allen by nine frames to seven in the second round. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at eight o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 555 is the uh, telephone number. Gregory's in Great Missenden. Morning, Gregory. Unemployment. Not today, Geoffrey. Not today, Jeffrey. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five five double five double five double five double five double five is the phone number. Catherine, so what happened to you at the weekend, hot stuff? I went out on Friday. Yeah. I was looking hot. Yeah. I, put, like, I had a wash and put my makeup on. Good for you. Uh, new frock. 
me and my friend, female friend, went out for a meal and then afterwards we thought we'd go for a, a glass of wine. It wasn't a large one. I wasn't on the Blue Wickeds on this occasion. So we're in the pub and, uh, you know, when you can feel um, someone sharking... Oh, yes, yeah, yes, um, yes. He was sort of standing with his mates, but I thought, no, surely not. Maybe he thinks I look like his daughter. You know, he was older than my dad, older than my dad. And picture Ian McShane in Lovejoy. Yeah. We're, we're in that arena. Yeah, classy, classy. <laughs> we're in that arena. So he's looking over and I think, yeah, OK. My friend went to the loo at one point. I pretended to be engrossed in The Fuddler. Have you ever seen The Fuddler? It's like a real ale magazine. Oh, for goodness Yeah, sakes. I was that desperate to not look in his eyes because I could feel him... <laughs> Getting closer and closer. And in the end, he came over once she'd come back. So I don't know whether he was cracking onto me or her. Oh, I think he might have fancied his chances with both. And uh, he gave us the immortal line, So girls, do you like the one show? Oh, <laughs> hey, what? That was the opener. Well, f- first things first, do you like the one show? No, I hate it. No, OK. Um, so once the laughter had subsided, my friend said, Oh, come on, mate, really? <laughs> You're going to open with that one? And he went... Okay, how about the X Factor? Wow, yes, apparently TV is hot these days. Hot. My friend got chatted up once, uh, well, lots of times. Um, One of the lines was, I recognise you. Do you have diabetes? What? That's actually (laughs) what he said. That is rubbish. That is rubbish. Worst chat-up lines. Call me now. I went four five nine four double five five. Do you have diabetes? I don't know where. I think it was because you're sweet or sugary or something. Or because I've seen you at the clinic. Maybe. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they can be really funny and they break the ice. I don't think they generally lead to any sort of lifelong relationships. I could be wrong. My boyfriend came up with a good one. Oh. You type in a number in your phone. And you go up to them and say, is this your telephone number? And they say, no. Like, oh, can I have it then? None uh, of that stuff works. <laughs> None of that stuff works. All of that stuff. I mean, I know Dealey plays a few tricks every now and then. Or white love. <laughs> yeah, white love. None of that stuff works. All those lines and all of that. But what, I, I can't imagine any situation where your opening uh, conversation gambit would be, do you like, like the, the one show? show. I, know. I mean, they do some excellent the... reports on there. Well, huh? I mean, does anyone like it? No one minds it. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call on that, you're more than welcome to. No one's listening to us today. They're all watching GMTV. They're all watching GMTV, which has just started. Ah dear, we've lost out to Susanna. Don't worry. Give, by the end of the week, they'll be back. It's it's going to be a stinker. It's going to be a stinker. Front page of the oh everyone the front page of the Independent everyone went Pope crazy this weekend didn't they Pope crazy two new saints I thought you were going to say about George Clooney no uh, he's not on the Independent he's on the others yeah. but they went Pope crazy uh, in fact to the point where Sky was showing um, the canonization is it was that yes, what they call right, it yeah. or is it the beatification oh, right. both okay of two former popes they were showing it in three D. Why would you what? watch that in 3D? What, so what's going to be coming towards you in that scenario? <laughs> PJ2. swingers. PJ2 is my favourite pope, but he's the real pope, isn't he? Uh, pope John II. I know, I know there's controversy. PJ2. PJP. Well, Pope PJ2. PJ PJP2. JP2. Him. He's the real pope. He always had a very kind face, I yeah, thought. Yeah. But then when you get older and you read a bit about what kind of went on in those days, you think perhaps... Yeah, you have to overlook those situations. But 
Uh, yes. He was quite conservative as well, wasn't he? There was a Pope, uh, a picture in my uh, hairdressers in Slough, in Marino's, of Marino meeting the Pope. And it was PJB2 that he met. I thought you were going to say of his hair. Because no. he had nice, he had the sort of Roman Emperor hair before they used it was to fashionable. Cut, they used to cut around the hat, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They, that, that, they used to like bowl cut. That's what Popes have, bowl cuts. John's on the line. Morning, John. Morning, Ian. What have you got to say to, today, boss? And just ringing, um, like I just said to Kelly, uh, on Saturday, um, I took my little girl out to a park um, in the local area. Um, yeah. Basically, we pulled up the car park, got out. She's all excited, gone running across. She's only just over four, um, gone running over, and obviously gone behind her, and I just managed to catch her in time because she was just about to sit on a swing Ooh. that somebody had actually used as a toilet. No! And I mean a number two. Oh, on a swing? On a swing. Now, was it... Well, I mean, it, how, how do you know it was a person, not a dog's? Because uh, it'd have to be a horse of the size of the dog. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was on the adult swings. You could, it, it, it was clear um, it weren't an animal. <sighs> on a swing? On a swing. Flipping heck! And they're on about today about kids in, like, Bedford Square and stuff like that. And like I said to Kelly, I, I, I live in Dunstable. Um, I've just moved out of a flat purely because of all the hassle. Um, I came home one night with my little girl. There was about five lads standing in the uh, stairwells of the flats actually yes. smoking drugs. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm dismissing that. The only reason I'm dismissing yeah. that is because I've seen it quite a lot as well. It's yeah. at the point where I'm, I'm kind of quite laissez-faire about it. But you're right, it's inappropriate. Yeah, but the thing is, right, in the, there's a pl- local police station, yep. okay? They're always getting bad press, and I can see why. At the end of the day, if they come out and they come past the park, which is actually one of... There is one park, uh, which isn't the one I'm on about, just round the back of the police station. They see... I've seen kids in there drinking and smoking. Yeah. Why aren't they pulling over, going up to them and say, oh, hold on a minute, you're underage for starters for smoking. Why are you drinking as well? So why aren't they doing it? Uh, it, it, John, it's a good point. It's a good point. And as I say later on, we've got a, a sergeant coming on and we will put that point to her and uh, find out what she has to say. 08459 555. I'm not going to do the whole phone. Hey, kids these days are rubbish, aren't they? I'm not going to do that because I genuinely believe, genuinely believe uh, that the majority of young people are um, a, a pretty spot on, a pretty good. Otherwise... Uh, well, uh, otherwise, what, what's the point in living, huh? Let's do the rest of the front pages. You can call in if you want. Jobless must sign on every day. It's the story we've just done. Uh, says the independent government to dock money from long-term unemployed if they do not comply. What do you think about this? Harsh rules to drive the long-term unemployed into work come into force today, which state they will only receive their benefits if they either show up at a job centre every day or commit to six months of voluntary work. I guess the thing is, if you're doing six months of voluntary work, and I think uh, it's about 30 hours a week, how, how are you then supposed to look for a job? When, when do you look for a job? When do you do that bit? Those who fail to comply with the rules, which also offer signing up to a training scheme as a third option, will have their job seekers allowance docked for four weeks for the first offence and 13 weeks for the second. Now... What do you think? This, this is either really, really harsh or it's, it's about time they sorted this out. Those are the two camps that you can sit in on this. 
So where are you? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Um, Dennis is in Dunstable. Morning, bruv. Good morning, bro, bruv. I'm your great-grandfather, for God's sake. Sorry? I said I'm more like your great-grandfather. Take your brother. All right, bruv, calm down. No, no, I'm not calming down. Two or three things, yes. I agree with you. Get out of Facebook. I'm trying to desperately get out of it. I don't know what I'm doing, so I can't get out. The other thing is... Hang on, why are you on Facebook, bruv? Because my son put me on thinking I might be interested, and quite frankly, I'm totally disinterested. If I want to talk to my relatives, I talk to them direct. I don't want other people jumping in. Yep. Good point, good point, well made. The other thing is, these things about, these remakes of things like Dad's Army. They're making a Dad's Army movie with Bill Uh, Nye and some other fella. Well, it was funny at the time. Was it? It was funny at the time, but now we've seen it so often that whatever, whatever fun one is, long gone. Don't forget, I remember when it used to be called the LDV, Look, Duck and Vanish. What? Yeah, when, it, when Dad's Army started, uh, the real Dad's Army, yes. it was known as the LDV, yes. Local Defence Volunteers. Oh, OK, yes. We used to call it Look, Duck and Vanish, yeah. because they were armed with pitchforks and whatever else you could lay your hands on to yeah. put somebody with. So, it's old, it's... The making of these things is old. The humour's old. I mean, I've, I've just had box sets of stuff that was made about 1987. Quite frankly, even the everything about it is old-fashioned, and it's time they brought some new stuff in, like you. I, I, don't, I laugh very easily, but some of these things bore me silly. I don't, uh, I don't like old-fashioned British sitcoms and things like Fools and Horses and Dad's Army and k- Keeping Up Appearances. Utter, utter tosh. They've long gone. They were happy. They were, when they first started, they were very good, but I've been on so often. It's this desperation to fill in every minute of the day with yeah. television. And as I say, a good, I said to your young lady, a good chat-up line... To get out of it, you say, do you listen to Three Counties? Oh, my God. That'll be a good chat. That, that, that'd be better than, um, <laughs> do you like the one show? No, it's, it's just filling in, it's just filling in spaces. How did you chat up Mrs Dennis and Dunstable? Oh, God, a long time ago. I just went over and asked her for a dance. Hey. That was as easy, I mean, that was the easiest way, you know, introduce yourself. This is the way you do And what song was it? Hello by Lionel Richie? Couldn't care less. No? When she stood up and put my arms around her, that was... Ooh, beautiful. I'd made it, brother. Yeah. Hey, don't call me brother, I'm your great-grandson! Thank you, Dennis. Uh, 08459 Problem. Yeah. We're not a dancing culture anymore. No, no. We're not expressing ourselves through the medium of dance. I like, I like a little boogie. Yeah. Kelly, you were um, playing some record. You were doing a disco at the weekend. Yeah, man, dropping some fat ones. And uh, yeah, uh, we suggested for the um, section, mm. the, I didn't the say one. section. What are you saying? Slow section, the slow dances. Oh, right. Yes. Me, um, me, I don't know if you know about Catherine? Uh, discos anymore, but they're not how they were. So we suggest something, we something's never changed. We suggested, hello, is, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. Or a bit of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Like a night in shining armour from a long time ago. So did you play either of those bad boys for the section? Shall I be honest? Yeah. Uh, or shall I just say what you want me to say? Say what you, I want you to say. Well, I played both of those on oh, repeat the whole time. Nice one, Kelly. That makes me feel very, very special. I'm glad I could contribute to your evening of fun. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. 
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise very slow from before Junction 21A for St Albans to Junction 16 for the M40. Also the clockwise carriageway between Junction 27 for the M11 and 28 for the Brook Street roundabout. One lane is closed after an accident and it's slow going through the area now. The M1 London bound heavy between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Also on the speed sensors in Beaconsfield, the Amersham Road, very slow all the way from Amersham towards the A40. Public transport, First Capital Connect and East Midlands trains have delays of up to 10 minutes on services between Bedford and St Pancras International. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 7.45, it's uh, Monday, the 28th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Protests will be held outside Westminster today ahead of the latest vote on HS2. Football matches have been cancelled in Toddington after a huge amount of broken glass was left on pitches by travellers and people in Houghton Regis say groups of abusive teenagers are ruining their town centre. If you want to give me a call, you can do. We'll maybe speak to you after we get the latest weather with Sarah Thornton. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Good morning to you. A pretty cloudy picture out there at the moment. The temperatures are not doing too badly though. It was not too cold to start because of that cloud around. Currently around 9 Celsius right across uh, all three of the counties. Things will improve as we go through the day with some brightness coming through. We're starting to see a little actually uh, just over some parts of the Chilterns uh, towards the south of Buckinghamshire just now but uh, elsewhere still pretty cloudy. That sun eventually coming through but also with it some showers which come in from the east and slowly meander the way off towards the west so there'll be slow moving showers of course there's always dry interludes between those showers cater for them from the latter part of the morning to the early part of the afternoon and they will be quite heavy if you do catch one but uh, they clear away and behind it for the rest of the afternoon largely dry with some good spells of sunshine and highs of 16 celsius and the very best of that that's 61 in fahrenheit next couple of days largely looking dry looks like we might just see a few more showers tomorrow afternoon but most places dry but fairly cloudy bright spells is what we'll be looking at rather than sunny spells and temperatures largely in the mid-teens and on Wednesday also generally dry but Thursday plenty of showers around and then turning colder on Friday. Ian. Thank you Sarah. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There's nice people, there's nice shopping area. We live down near the green and it is nice. Inviting everyone to where you live. On a whole, it's great. We both play bowls at the bowls club, which is nice, social side. Where I live it's nice, you've got good community spirit. It's becoming a bit more villagey and uh, better community spirit. And all this week we're featuring Houghton Regis. I think it's a lovely place, I really do. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Fantastic library service here actually, one of the best. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Houghton Regis is a growing town and it's good for the future. I couldn't really see myself living anywhere else bbc three counties radio we got some texts 
um, on the subject of the unemployed working. This idea that unemployed people should be forced to do voluntary work is yet another way in which this malevolent government is demonising the working class and people who are finding it extremely difficult to find a job. It's the sort of scheme that appeals to the right-wing section of the press. The idea that you should work unpaid if you can't find a job is totally ridiculous. I accept that there is the odd person who plays the system, but when you look at the figures, the number and the amount it costs is so low... It's not worth bothering with. I wish the government would spend more time going after the rich tax avoiders. That would raise more. But, of course, most of those are Cameron's mates, says Chris in Milton Keynes. And then on the flip side, it's Ron who says it's time benefits had to be worked for. I run my own business and earn less than people I know on benefit. I've worked 20 of the last 24 days. So what do you think? Good idea or bad idea? Should people who are on benefits have to go out and work for it? On the subject of uh, GMTV, which has been rebooted this morning. Leslie in Watford. I'm still listening, but then I don't do TV anyway. Too boring. Three CIs, far superior. Your, the, your radio is the only reason I pay the BBC licence fee, because it pays for you, Leslie. Well. Um, Stephen St Albans. Ian, I've watched a bit of GMTV this morning. Preferred it before with only two people fronting the show, but I've turned you all on to give me a smile. And are you going to play a monkey's track? Well, Steve, tomorrow we will. That's, that's a guarantee. Huh? If you want a guarantee, that's it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Let's have a look at the rest of the front pages, shall we? Yes, let's. The front page of the Telegraph. Um, money getting you down. The doctor will see you now. GP should offer financial advice. Sorry, what? GPs should offer financial advice from their surgeries because the stress of debt and money worries damage patients' well-being, the head of the public health watchdog has said. Duncan Selby, the chief executive of Public Health England, said financial concerns were getting in the way of the good health of people and should be tackled in GP surgery. Is this bloke a complete and utter muppet? Doctors should be offering financial advice? Mr Selby, haven't they got enough to do, I don't know, offering us mm, medical advice? Flippin' heck. Ah, oh, dearie, dearie me. Let's have a look at the uh, Guardian. Understaffing in NHS is linked to baby deaths. Uh, reasonable to ask if resource crisis has tragic impacts, says Top Doctor. Uh, oh, and the Harry Hill musical. You know that musical about the X Factor? It's closing down after six weeks. It was never going to survive, wasn't it? It was always a one-joke thing. Have you seen the X Factor musical, I Can't Sing? What do you reckon? Any good? It always looked like it was going to be a little bit rubbish. Dave's in Dunsmore. Morning, Dave. Morning, Ian. Dave, what you got for us? Well, the problem with people on benefit is either the benefit's too much or the minimum wage is too less. Because once you're on benefit and once you're getting your, you know, your council tax paid, your rent paid, your everything like that, you're better off on benefit. Well... Work it out. Work it out. So, what? What you're saying that people should be forced to to work unpaid to receive no, their I, benefits? I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, right. I, I'm not saying nothing about that. All I'm saying is that the difference between minimum wage and benefit yeah. is you're better off on benefit. I mean, I'm a postman. I work bloody uh, what sixty hours a week. Yes. And people on benefit are in the pub every day, and I'm out to work. Uh, you've seen these people, have you? Yeah, of course I have. You can go down to certain pubs, they're all in there. And how, and how do you know they're on benefits? Because I know them. I've delivered their gyros. OK, so the people you're delivering the gyros to are that you're then meeting down the pubs a bit later on? Yeah, and they've been there since they opened. Right. Well, um, 
So I, I ain't saying what's right or what's wrong. All I'm saying is I don't know if the benefit's too much or the minimum wage is too less. The government have got to do something about that. OK, but, 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 but let's, there is this plan that's, that's happening today where people work, who are on benefits will have to work. Yeah, and then they've got to go down to the job centre. Well, there's no job centre here in Dunstable. They've got to go to Luton or Leighton Buzzard, so right. they've got to pay on the bus. OK. So maybe we um, should give uh, unemployed people free uh, public transport. No, I'm not saying that. Oh. What I'm saying is the difference between minimum wage yes. and benefit... Okay, but, okay but you, you, Dave, you made that point excellently. Thank you. Richard's in Stevenage. Morning, Richard. Hi, Ian. I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> That'll do. What you got for us? Um, I, I wanted to talk about the, um, the, the voluntary work for uh, 30 hours. Um, but basically, I, I don't understand the, the argument where people are saying that you'll be working for free. Um, I mean, ultimately, if you're doing a 30-hour week... Um, you're getting paid by the taxpayer, um, so, so you're, you're earning your keep, basically. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that times aren't difficult and that there are people out there struggling, but you've still got to weed out the people that are taking advantage, and I think it's a good way of doing it. Uh, but it's, some people might argue, Richard, that um, it, it's it's unfair to force people to, to work, and they would be working beneath the minimum wage. It's just cheap labour. It's exploitation. Okay, that, that, that is one way of looking at it. But would you would you rather people sort of sitting there and going stale, not not having their skills up to date? Um, also, sort of like I, I think a matter of depression would kick in. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of people that want to feel bad for not going to work and claiming benefits, there are going to be a lot of people in that group. So, if they are given the opportunity to go out and work for thirty hours a week and actually contribute then I, I don't see the bad thing. Richard, thank you very much indeed. Well, a lot of people seem to be in favour of this. Getting uh, unemployed people who are claiming their benefits to go out and uh, do 30 hours uh, a week work. Well, what do you reckon? 08459 455 555. Does it not demean volunteering to a certain extent? Because volunteers, by their very nature, are, are, are keen, enthusiastic people who want to help and make a difference. And by forcing people... I mean, I've got no idea what these people are going to end up doing. Bit of street cleaning? I think um, cleaning war memorials was one of the things. Uh, are they really going to put their back into it? And what, what skill are you going to learn cleaning a war memorial? 08459 455 555. Um, some texts here. Jenny says, Houghton Regis has the best engineering college in the area. Yay! Go Houghton Regis. Uh, Cheryl says, I'd like to know when Houghton Regis will be policed to stop it becoming a weekend racetrack, which it does become each weekend past 10pm. Oh, we've got some chat-up lines for you, Catherine. OK. Tony says, Catherine, do you like Countryfile? No. Ice Truckers? Uh, I've never watched it. I bet you'd like that. I bet I would, actually. OK, so Tony's in. Tony's yep. in. Yep. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Oh, Stuart. OK, Catherine, do you have any raisins? Actually, probably have, yeah, in my handbag for my kids. Oh, Bye. <laughs> if you'd said no, he would then say, how about a date? Uh, dear. You get it, Kels? I do, yeah, I like that one. It's a shame, isn't it? It, it, it really does. I'm um... a sucker for lines. Sorry? Mm-hmm. Yes, well, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. They're not working for, thri- for free. Their benefits are their wages. Nothing wrong with that, says an anonymous texter. 
Except maybe you're exploiting vulnerable people and, and stopping them from going to look for work when, you know... I don't, are most... Uh, and also, if we're getting them to clean the streets, people are being laid off street cleaners at the moment. Isn't that just shifting it around? Well, that was the big thing in Luton, wasn't it? They yeah. got rid of a load of street cleaners. And said we'd have to tidy up after ourselves or yeah. live in it. And now they're going to get a load of free people, I'm assuming, to come and do it for free. It's as if they knew. Hey, no, never. What? The front page of the Times. Sorry, ladies. Clooney's got a new bird. And she's British. Hey, proud. I'm proud to be British. Um, so that's on the front page of a lot of the newspapers. Um, just next to Labour's core vote hit hard by UKIP and Afghan victims had special forces role. So you make your mind up as to which is the most important. The Daily Express. Millions face hay fever hell. Hay fever hell. Summer may be worst ever for sufferers. Hay fever rates have soared to record levels and are only going to get worse in the coming years. Sufferers were warned last night. As the nation braces itself for one of the most severe summers in recent years, charity Allergy UK said almost a third of the population are now victims. But more important than that, George Clooney's got a new girlfriend and she's British. Front page of the Daily Mail. George Clooney's got a new British girlfriend and she's British. And sanity shot to pieces. Machine gun triple killer wins £800 after nose hair clippers are broken in jail and cranberry juice goes missing. I think there's a local connection with that one as well. I need to look it up, but his name rings a bell. Well, let's, let's, let's look that up, and if there's a local connection, then we're going to go big on it. And The Sun, you couldn't make it up. Um, they've not mentioned, by the way, George Clooney. Mm. A triple killer has won £815 compo in jail. Compo, they've used the word compo. Is this written is by Justin Dealey? Compost. Compo. When you, it's a bit cheeky compo. This is compensation, isn't it? This is the serious stuff because of his nose hair clippers. Sued for distress when officers refused to apologise for losing and damaging his property. Well, devil's advocate. They shouldn't have lost his property. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But they shouldn't have lost his property. He's from Stevenage. Local and indeed vocal. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had an update in from Tony on the M1 northbound between the Toddington services and Junction 12 for Flitwick. There's been an accident closing two lanes with queues on the approach as well. The M25 anti-clockwise very slow from before Junction 21A for St Albans to 16 for the M40. And also on the speed sensors in Hitchin, things looking very heavy on the A602 as you head towards the centre of town. Public transport, all looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Well, lots to talk about. Killers suing for compensation, unemployed people working for their benefits, and road rage. Justin Daly thinks that road rage is a thing of the 90s and the noughties. It exists no longer. Oh, Justin, how wrong you are, sir. It's on our streets every day. Give us a call with your stories, and we'll speak after the news and sport with Lee Agnew. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock, the headlines. MPs to vote on HS2 today. Tough new rules for the unemployed. And hidden glass stops football matches in Toddington. BBC Three Counties Radio. The government is facing a backbench Commons revolt tonight over plans for a high-speed rail link through Buckinghamshire. Opponents say it's too expensive and will damage the environment. But the Liberal Democrat peer, Lady Parminter, says it's long overdue. We're committed to the project so that we can rebalance the economy and ensure that the continued progress on the economic growth spreads right across the country, not just in London and the South East. 18 largest towns or cities will be better connected on completion and we need to invest in our railways to tackle the climate change impacts of our transport infrastructure. A new scheme begins today that could see some long-term unemployed people lose their benefits. Help to Work is aimed at job seekers who've been out of a job for more than two years. Here's Michael Buchanan. Help to Work, which will cost £300 million, will force the long-term unemployed to either go to the job centre every day, undergo intensive training or attend a community work placement, working 30 hours per week for up to six months without pay. The Department for Work and Pension says more than 70 organisations have agreed to provide work experience under the scheme, but several large charities have announced they won't participate, with the Salvation Army saying that if someone hasn't found a job, having already received two years of intensive support, their lack of work experience is clearly not their only barrier to employment. A 15-year-old boy is due to appear at Luton Crown Court today, charged with the attempted murder and rape of a teenage girl. The boy, who cannot be named for legal reasons, is accused of attacking the 14-year-old at Lusey Park in January. Glass has been found embedded in two football pitches used by youngsters in Toddington. Volunteers have been trying to clean up the mess left by travellers three weeks ago. Chairman of Toddington Rovers, Jake Kirby, says they can't risk playing there. Most of it is um, it is from smashed bottles, um, which is green glass. You can't see it really within the, uh, the grass surface itself, but there's a, a very, very large amount of it scattered across the, uh, the playing area. People in Houghton Regis say that groups of teenagers have turned the town centre into a no-go area at night time. The youngsters gather in Bedford Square, hurling abuse and objects at passers-by. One woman who lives there says she saw them threatening a disabled couple. At this point, uh, there was about three, four. Two of them were actually shaking the mobility scooter. The other two were laughing and joking on the bench. Uh, it was quite rigorously and they had their hands on the uh, handlebars of the mobility scooter because it was sort of kind of payback because they didn't get the cigarettes that they uh, wanted. In sport, the race for the Premiership title is still open after Chelsea beat Liverpool 2-0 at Anfield. And the weather will be sunny this morning with the chance of a thundery shower this afternoon. Top temperature is around 16 degrees Celsius and 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. And you've got your friends here as well, you see, that's right. It's growing all the time and lots of new developments happening and stuff. It's all about where you live. The view from my home, which looks out over Thornturn across the fields. And all this week, we're featuring Houghton Regis. Pass through and enjoy the experience. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's be having you. I'm just looking at... Uh, let me just tap the... Uh, yeah, no, the numbers are on the up. People are switching off GMTV in their droves and coming back to 3CR. Ex- excellent news. It's the desk. Why would they have a desk? I don't have a desk. I'm sat on a sofa. 
craziness. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, here every weekday between six and nine. Lots to talk about this morning, including Yob Rule in Houghton, Broken Glass in Toddington, Dealey's out and about getting your road rage stories. And we can talk about this, uh, this story that uh, we've mentioned it a bit. Should unemployed people have to do voluntary work for their benefits? I say voluntary, it'll be compulsory for them. Bit of cleaning the streets, cleaning some statues, maybe working in a charity shop. Does that sound fair enough to you? Or is it exploiting vulnerable people and making it even harder for them to get a job? Oh, and by the way, when they're doing this volunteer work, they won't be listed as unemployed. Hmm, who's that going to look good for? The government. Government, in case you missed that. Not interested in uh, Facebook today, but you can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. The best way, of course, to get in touch is 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Marion in Hemel says, if the unemployed are going to have to work 30 hours per week, will they be paid £189 per week? Because that's the minimum pay for those hours. No, they won't. They'll be working for less than the minimum wage. Is one way of looking at it. Or they'll be working to earn their benefits. Is another way of looking at it. What's, what's your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that, please? 08459 455 555. Now... Do you remember a couple of weeks ago we told you that travellers had moved onto football pitches in Toddington? Well, it would appear they left more than just a mess. Broken glass has been found embedded in the pitch and the volunteers who've been doing their best to find it all believe it was done deliberately. We can speak now to Jim Gledhill, Chair of Toddington Parish Council. Morning, Jim. Good morning, Ian. So, Jim, last time we, we spoke, there was a load of rubbish on, on the, the pitches and it was going to cost quite a bit to clear that up. Yep. That has been cleared up. Do you know how much that cost? Uh, Do we have a figure? No, we don't have a figure yet. Uh, it, I, we were told it was going to cost at least £4,000 and um, I think it took them longer to clear it up than they'd expected so we're expecting the worst. OK, so it's going to be over four grand. And now you've found out that there's broken glass on the pitch. Yeah, yes. I hear the, I hear the view that it might be deliberate. I mean, I know for a fact that uh, one broken bottle was embedded uh, in neck down into the grass with a point sticking up, and that does look a bit, uh, does look a bit deliberate, doesn't it? But, uh, you know, we'll never really know. <laughs> So, are you gonna? How is it? How are you gonna sort this out, Jim? If there's broken glass over a football pitch, yep. which may or may not have been put there deliberately, yep. how are you gonna sort this out? Well, what we're trying to do at the moment, and uh, you know, the office opens in about an hour's time, and I think number one job is perhaps this: is to look for a specialist contractor who can actually remove glass from grass. Um, I had a quick look around the internet myself, and short of finding one company in South Africa or another one in, oh. in Los Angeles, yes. it's a bit barren. Uh, another guy asking one of these, you know, how do you do this job, was suggesting he might do it with a wet and dry vacuum cleaner. Oh. But we, we're obviously going to be pursuing it. And I guess if we talk to organisations like uh, sports organisations, it probably isn't a unique problem to Toddington. Someone somewhere would have come across it before and may have a solution. But it, it is a complete pain in the neck. 
Uh, I, I, or the I, uh, yes, in the foot, exactly. I guess returfing it is, is an option, but well, an expensive an one. But, uh, you know, there, there goes the bills up and up again. And what do we do in the meantime? Because you can't just do that overnight. Mm. It's, a, it's a problem for the football. Is there, is there a limit, Jim, on how much you're prepared to spend on this? Oh, we haven't discussed that. Yeah. I mean, it is clearly one of our jobs is to provide recreation space. And uh, we will obviously do our best to get it working again. What can you do to stop this happening again? Well, we're looking again at, uh, at all the sorts of measures we can take. Uh, one of the problems, of course, is that this land uh, is public land. And if you, if you make it too difficult for people to get into it, it, it ceases to have its value. Mm. But there are, there are solutions on the market... Uh, which well, no doubt cost us a lot more money again, uh, which are very, very difficult. Uh, they involve sort of subterranean concrete and stuff like that. They're quite difficult to compromise. So I think we will be looking to protect all our sites, uh, again, at great expense to the residents of Toddington. Jim, uh, do keep us posted. Let us know how this develops. Jim Gledhill, Chair of Toddington Parish Council. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So big story today is that as from today, um, the people who are unemployed for, for two years or more will have to work to get their benefits. Good idea or bad idea? Dennis is in St Albans. Morning, Dennis. Good morning. Dennis, what would you like to say? I'd like to say that um, the scheme that the government's bringing out it's not really going to help people that are unemployed. Go on. I mean, I've, I was unemployed for nine years, and I've seen a lot of schemes come and go, and I've heard various governments say this about trying to help people get back into work and do that to get people back into work. But I know what it's like. I've been on both sides of the fence. And as I said, I've been un- I was unemployed for eight years, nine years. I'm working now. Why were you unemployed but, um, for eight or nine years? Why did it take you so long to find a job? Um, mostly due to ill health. Yeah, mostly due to ill health. But um, I've got over that now. And um, I'm back in work, and I'm happy to say that I'm back in work. But when you hear the government coming on with these schemes of um, compulsory um, voluntary employment, and you don't get paid for it, that's not going to work. You know, all you're going to do is upset a lot of unemployed people. You know, what you get on benefits is very, very little. You had a postman that rang in earlier on and said that he, he delivers gyros to people. And gyros are rare to get sent out to people that are unemployed now. It's all done through the bank. Mm. You know, you, you, you've got your bills coming in every week, every month, every fortnight, and you struggle on maybe £100 a week, £100 a fortnight. You know, people get sanctioned because they're late. <coughs> Excuse me. They're late for coming to attend... Um, um, job seeking or job work um, programs, you know, you might be five minutes late or ten minutes late, and they turn you away because you're you're late. You know, the government is, you're not getting help with um, paying your bills or anything like that. You might get a bit of. You, well, you hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Unemployed people are getting <clears> housing <throat> benefit. They're getting um, uh, um, concessions on their uh, council tax. So they they are they are getting their bills help uh, paid to a certain degree. To a certain degree, yes, but it's not a lot. You know, well, it's more than have, I get. 
you still have to pay electric. You still have to pay for gas. Yeah. No help with that. Well, you don't, you're not you expecting know? the government to pay for your electricity bill, are no, you? No, I'm not expecting that at all. But what I'm saying to you is that when you hear the government telling people that, oh, because you're unemployed, you know, you're um, bringing down the state of the country, they don't know the background of people who are unemployed. They've never got up and said, oh, well, let's go and spend a week or a month living on what unemployed people live on. By getting you know, people they, to do... Dennis, by getting people to do this, um, this, this voluntary work, isn't it... Won't it perhaps scare some of the slackers into trying a bit harder to get a job? What you will do, what will happen is, those people who, don't, who do not know how to go about things, they will get frightened, they will get anxious, they will get worried. You'll have people who can work around the system to say, well, you know, I'll do it for a little while and then find something else. You know, but you'll have people who will panic. And those are the, the vulnerable people who maybe don't know no better or don't know where to turn to get help. Those are the ones that are going to be affected the most. You know, I, I've met people who are in their early, early 40s who can't read and write. And they're forced to go on government training schemes. And if you don't attend, you get sanctioned. You lose money for two weeks, four weeks. And how are you, how are you supposed to survive? It's difficult as an unemployed person to make ends meet when you, you have to go to att- attend meetings, you've got to take the bus, yeah. and that comes out of your benefit. You know, if you've got to go for an interview, they might help you with the, the cost of going to the interview. And it's, it can be a major, major problem for poor unemployed people. The government is making unemployed people sound like they're criminals, right? They're gently massaging the public and making people feel that unemployed people are a burden to the country. And I think that there are reasons why a lot of people are unemployed for a long period of time. And people don't delve into those. You're just unemployed. You're the scum of the earth. You're taking from the taxpayer and all that kind of stuff. And not everybody is like that. Dennis, thank you for that. Well, let's, let's put that out there. What do you think? Dennis thinks the unemployed, unemployed people are being made to look evil. The scum of the earth. 08459 455 555. He says it's tough being unemployed. Uh, you know, having to go to meetings, having to get the bus, having to pay bills. Uh, and now throw in the mix unpaid voluntary work. Well, look, here are two texts here that disagree. Martin Luton says they'll be getting more than the minimum wage when you include housing benefit and other rebates. While Mark the Trucker says voluntary work is giving your time at your convenience. This scheme does not come under the voluntary label. What do you think? Uh, unemployed people having to work for their benefits. Good idea or bad idea? It's as simple as that, really, isn't it? You either think, uh, yeah, they des- why should we give them something for free? Or you think they're, they're being exploited for cheap labour. 08459 455 555, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, junks before Junction 12 for Flittick. One lane is closed following an accident. And we've got queues going back to the Toddington services. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to Junction 16 for the M40. Also, the clockwise carriageway between Junction 27 for the M11 and 28 for the Brook Street roundabout. One lane is closed following an accident. We've got severe delays on the approach there from before Junction 27. On the speed sensors at the Clop Hill roundabout, the A6 southbound and the A507 in both directions looking very heavy at the moment. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 
Right, 8.16. It is uh, Monday, the 28th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Protests will be held outside Westminster today ahead of the latest vote on plans for HS2. People who've been unemployed for more than two years are being forced to carry out 30 hours of unpaid work a week. And football matches have been cancelled in Toddington after a huge amount of broken glass was left on two pitches by travellers. The weather will be sunny this morning, but there could be thundery showers this afternoon. Why are you not going? There we go. Three Counties Radio. The BBC Local Apprentice Scheme. Hiya, it's Kelly Betts from Ian Lee's show. I'm a broadcast assistant. Now, if you've ever wanted to work for the BBC, this could be your chance. Radio is the only thing that I've ever really wanted to do. We're holding two information events. The first on Saturday the 3rd of May at 12.30 here at the BBC Studios in Luton. And the second on Monday the 5th of May at 12.30 at the BBC bus, which will be parked in the car park at Stadium MK. I pestered for one week's work experience. You'll be able to find out more about the scheme and this, how to apply. Is this real? Just turn up on either day. Well, At the end of the week, I, I just never left. Yeah, I'm I know. still here. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to leave. You will. Full details on how you can apply. <laughs> you will. If the boss gets my email. Slash LAS. What, what, huh? what on earth is that? Who used my voice? You did. Oh, I did. You and Friedner did. What is wow. this? Because last week, this is this great campaign to get young people interested in radio. Last week, they started at the top. You, sir, JVS. They had JVS telling his little story about how he got into... He learnt to make tea, open the door, yeah. then learnt to interview people. Fantastic. I'm Brilliant. still letting young people... Great, great. ...start at the bottom. Yeah. Sorry? Kelly... Well, there wasn't then, then, any... then it cuts to Kelly Betts. Where's Roberto? Where's, where's me? Where's, where's Justin? All where's right. Gary Floyd? How did you get into radio? I had a television show and a radio station asked me if I'd like to go in and do a radio show for a laugh. Right. That's a way in. It's a legitimate way in. I'm seeing kind of why they might not have asked you. It's a legitimate way in. Get yourself a TV show first. Yes. Get really famous. Yes. And then all these big radio stations will say, come and work for us. Yeah. Big. What's your problem? It was XFM. What's your problem with that? No, but it might be a more difficult way of getting in. It's a ways away. If you're you're desperate, you can make it. If you want to work in radio, you can make it. Do you think it's more difficult to get into TV than radio? Um, no, TV's <clears> easy to get into. Is it? Yeah, piece of cake. And I've, I've deliberately chosen not to get back into it. That's my choice. Ah, oh, right. Get, don't, what are you sniggering for? <laughs> what, what are you laughing for, Kath? Um, That's my choice. Kelly. Yeah. So what's your, what's your top tip for a youngster who wants to get into radio? Telly first. There we go, you see? Telly, get yourself a TV show. It makes perfect sense. Now, well done. Thank you, sir. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, we're picking up on this help to work scheme. Oh, yes, I like this. I'm asking, does the help to work scheme sound helpful to you? Uh, This morning, as you've been talking in, the government has launched a new scheme to get the long-time unemployed back into work. Uh, People who have not found work after two years on the existing work programme will have to enrol on the help to work scheme or face a reduction in their benefits Uh, participants in this new initiative they'll have to go to their local job center every day gulp 
and if they still can't get a job, they'll be offered unpaid community work placement or intensive coaching. From the response you're getting so far, yep. are people in favour of this help to work scheme or utterly against? Do you know it? what? I would say it's 60 40 in favour. 60 40 in favour. Yeah, it's pretty close. Well, from nine this morning, I really want your reaction to this. Does the help to work scheme sound helpful to you? 08459 555555. If you've been out of work for some time, would you object to going to the job centre every day and showing that you are actively looking for work? Because no jobs. I mean, I've not signed on for uh, uh, 16 years, but I remember there being no jobs at the job centre, and they're horrible places to hang out in. So I gather. Horrible. I, there, was, I, there was one gentleman who was constantly doing very loud drug deals on his telephone while queuing up to get his book stamped. Awful. Oh, terrifying. I've never been. I, thankfully, I'm yeah. t- touching wood when I say that. I've got lots of friends who have, and they've said that one time a week you have to turn up. It's one of the most depressing times the, of, the, of the whole week that you have when you are out of work, which can be a pretty depressing time anyway. Yep. But having to turn up at the job centre. To go every day, though, mm. will that be helpful? Or will it just prevent you doing constructive things to find a, a job? Mm. Your calls from nine this morning on the big phone in. You finished? Yeah, I thought I'd end it a bit differently today. Does that sound right? It's just left me feeling um, uncomfortable. I'm discombobulated. Do you do the question? Yeah, please. Does the help to work scheme sound helpful to you? There we go. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Always questioning my radio advice. It worked perfectly. I got a TV show and then a radio station said, oh, do you want to come and do a show here? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Matt St. Luton. Morning, Matt. Good morning. Matt, what have you got for me? Well, I think this is a great idea, the government bringing this in. That that young guy that was on before, absolutely brilliant. He was brilliant. That, that was uh, the gentleman who, who hadn't worked for eight years. No, yeah, oh, the Den- young guy. Yeah, yeah, Dennis, yeah, he hadn't worked for eight years. Absolutely brilliant. And um, he, uh, he, he said life being unemployed is difficult enough. You don't get your bills paid. You've got to get buses. You've got to turn up at meetings. Yeah. Well, hang on, that's, that's life, isn't it? Yeah. But what I'm saying is this, Ian, this is the whole crux of it. If they go out to do voluntary work and they're getting their dough money, fair enough, but what it'll mean, one, say, one in three or one in four might say, hang on, I like this. I'm going to do this full time. Now I'm going to look more closely at getting a job. It'll give them back their self-esteem, and that's what it's all about. What, sweeping up other people's... Muck on the streets for, for 38 quid a week. What you do, Ian. Look, I've been a butcher all my life. I had to start at the bottom. But I was <laughs> encouraged to do it. Yeah. So was my children. And I encouraged them. Right? And that's what's got to be done. We've got to encourage people more and help them more. What do they put in haggis, Matt? Uh, well, haggis is there's a lot of lights, uh, liver. Lights. Uh, and uh, bran. It's bran. 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 Yeah, I know yeah. bran. I'm aware bran, of bran. 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 <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> is it, it's things like lungs and stuff, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's faggots. You, you're on about faggots now. Faggots? Faggots or faggots. Sorry? Faggots. Yes. Why did you ask me a question like that? Haggis or faggots? Well, hang on, what's in faggots? Faggots, there is lights, liver. Lights? What do you mean lights? Lights, lungs. Is that, li- is that what a lung is, a light? A lung is a light. Why do you call it a light for? You aren't a butcher, you're because a lunatic. Because it's light, and you want to have a look at a lung, it's pink, beautiful light. 
But why don't you just call it a lung? Why have another word for, for, Sorry, for lung? you're starting me off again. No, you're you starting me off, me. Matt. I'm, you're winding me up. Why you, would you have you another word for lung? Why would you have another word for lung when it's already got the word lung? Well, that's just a butcher's slang, isn't it? Well, why would butchers need slang? They're butchers. Oh, God, Ian, you, you're absolutely... Do you know you could drive me crazy? You drive me nuts. Butcher... Ah, OK... I could get to hate you again. Do you know that? Um, d- 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 yeah, then we'd be equal. Okay, <laughs> let's. We're gonna we're gonna do the butcher's test, Matt. Yes. Speak to me in butcher's back slang. Um. Uh, ah. Ah. <laughs> ah. Dealer walk. Dealer walk. When you're in the shop. No, no, I no. no I, don't, I, can, I don't want it in English. Speak to me in butcher's back slang. If you were a real butcher. Dealer walk. Old cow. Have you heard about butcher's back slang, Cass? Yeah, Do you know about this? Yeah, is he speaking well, back to front? It's, it's, well, you, you turn the words around or something, don't you? Yes, back, you use them backwards. How ar- butchers are like the Cornish. Imagine being so arrogant you think you deserve your own well, language. Normally it's a sign you're doing something dodgy. Yeah, yeah. That's where the Cockney oh, rhyming slang Doogie came. Rev, Doogie Rev. How did you get this back to me? Why did you push this back on you, me? You, Matt, listen, you started it by coming on with your filthy butcher propaganda and how you wanted independence. Shall we, shall we end it here? Yeah. Good, goodbye. On, you know, I'm sorry I found that. Yeah, me, me and the listeners alike. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Matt. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Bye-bye, there you go. What was but, he saying? Did you walk? No idea. But butchers have a back slang. I didn't, I didn't think it was word spoken backwards. I thought they did the thing ipsnay on the hip, hipnay or something, where they put a syllable in... An extra syllable somewhere. Really? Yeah. It's a ma- they have a ma- they can tell you exactly what's why, in your sausage. Why would butchers have their own made-up language? Because they're putting things in your sausages you don't want to know about. Cornish are um, now seen as an ethnic minority. Mm. Did you see? read that? The Cornish, the Kernos, are an ethnic minority. They're an arrogant bunch, aren't they? They, they want independence. I, I'm all for just cutting that bit of the Isle of Britain off. When I went to Cornwall, there were mostly um, people from London living there. Yeah, there's, well, they hate that. They have their own flag. They want their own currency. Uh, they've got their own language. Piskies, and... they've got piskies. Sorry? Piskies. What? The Cornish pisky. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you would have done it if it weren't for you pisky kids. <laughs> you get it? Oh, make Kath genuinely laugh. Aww. That's never happened in well the two done, years mate. I've been working with her. Two years. I just like the word pisky. Yeah. Okay. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What other professions have their own language? There can't be. A, you don't see traffic wardens speaking in their own language. Well, sometimes they you should do. get one. I once saw the most amazing thing in um, Soho Square in London. It was half past nine at night. It was dark. And I saw, I didn't see that. I saw a traffic warden, okay, um, of African descent. It's relevant to the story. Stood in a doorway, full um, traffic warden gear, on the telephone. Mm -hmm. Shall I recreate what he was doing? I won't do the accent. Don't do the voice. I won't do the voice. Okay, but imagine this in a strong African accent from a traffic warden in the full gear he's got the phone in his hand okay he's doing this i command you demon out command you demon leave that innocent child's body out demon you are a sinner and in the name of god i command you to leave that child's body in an african accent nine o'clock at night and i just stood there transfixed he was doing an exorcism. a traffic warden was doing an exorcism on the phone it was the most remarkable. And I had to go to work. And if I didn't, I would have stayed there and I would have spoken to that gentleman and said, what the flipping heck are you doing, you lunatic? He was doing an exorcism on the telephone. Wow. A traffic warden. 
On the telephone. A telephone-based exorcism. It was incredible. So he he writes wrongs on the road and with souls. In- <laughs> exactly what he does. Honestly, it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Out, demon. Crystal in Luton says, you're not supposed to live on benefits, otherwise what's the point of having a job? Where's the incentive to get a job? Uh, People working on benefits, uh, the people doing, in inverted commas, voluntary work on benefits. If you've been unemployed for two years or more, today, uh uh-oh, guys, you're going to have to go and do some work 30 hours a week. What do you think? It's mixed, kind of 60-40 so far in favour of this plan. Do you think it's right that people on their benefits should have to go and work to earn their benefits? Or do you think it's exploiting the vulnerable and it's just a little trick to kind of make it look like there'll be less unemployed people? 08459 455 555, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, just before Junction 12 for Flitwick, one lane is closed after an accident. Queues on the approach starting at the Toddington services. Also very busy this morning on the M25 anti-clockwise. Very slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to 16 for the M40. Also, the A1M southbound looking very slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. Then on the speed sensors at the Black Cat roundabout, the A1 has got delays on both approaches. On public transport, East Midlands, the trains between Leicester heading towards London may be cancelled or delayed by up to an hour. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. It's the last 30 minutes of the show now. It's an excellent time to give us a call. And maybe we'll speak to you after the news and sport with Lee. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. The government's facing a backbench commons revolt tonight over plans for a high-speed rail link through Buckinghamshire. Around 30 Conservative MPs say it's too expensive and will damage the environment. A new scheme begins today that could see some long-term unemployed people lose their benefits. After two years out of work, they'll have to work in the community unpaid for 30 hours a week. Glass has been found embedded in two football pitches used by youngsters in Toddington. Volunteers have been trying to clean up the mess left by travellers three weeks ago. And a convicted murderer from Stevenage has been awarded £800 in compensation after prison guards lost his belongings. Kevin Thackrass says he was distressed by the loss of his nose hair clippers, cranberry juice and an alarm clock. The weather will be misty at first, then sunny this morning, with the chance of a thundery shower this afternoon. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The race for the Premiership title is still open after Chelsea beat Liverpool 2-0 at Anfield. Chelsea are now two points behind Liverpool at the top. Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers accused Chelsea of time-wasting. I think it was interesting that they actually got on the thing. It was the 92nd minute, you know, a booking for time-wasting. When it was clear right from the very off, that was the case. But listen, that's part of the game. If teams play that way for us, it's not our nature. We aim to win the game in a sporting manner and we aim to be creative and attacking in a football. 
Man City could still win the title after they beat Crystal Palace 2-0 and Sunderland are now out of the relegation zone after their 4-0 thrashing of Cardiff. Watford's playoff hopes have ended ahead of tomorrow's night's trip to Cholton in the Championship. The Hornets goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain hopes defender Joel Ekstrand recovers from a blow to the foot he got in their defeat at Derby. Well, it looked like he was holding his ankle, didn't it? Um, so I'm presuming he either got a knock or a twist, I'm not sure. But um, hopefully it's nothing too drastic and, you know, we've obviously got another game Tuesday so we uh, we're running out of bodies a little bit for defensively Wickham need to win their final League 2 match at already relegated Torquay and hope other results go their way to beat the drop themselves. Wanderers manager Gareth Ainsworth knows the pressure is on for Saturday's trip to play more. We've got to control what we can control and beat Torquay and that's uh, that's all we can do. So I don't want to be uh, coming away with, uh, with potentially we could have done it and, uh, and not beat Torquay. That would be the worst scenario impossible. And finally at the World Snooker Championship in Sheffield, the world number one Neil Robertson leads Mark Allen by nine frames to seven in the second round. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, so um, today I know we've not had that many listeners, but if... Uh just, yep, the monitor is indicating that more and more listeners are coming back to us. Of course, it's the first day of the rebooting of GMTV with Susanna Reid and uh, Roland Ratt. Uh, and I believe the team are watching it now. What's happening? Adverts. Adverts. Gambling. <gasps> Gambling adverts. Oh, I could be a millionaire. OK, so that's what's going on at the moment. Um, if you're one of the people that watched it and then t- turned into us, turned into us, tuned into us, extra R... 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Justin. Morning, boss. We're doing okay. We started yes. off with zero listeners. We're up to 78 listeners now. Oh, I don't understand why anybody would want to uh, watch ITV this morning. Uh, Susanna, Greed. Susanna Reed. Greed. Susanna Reed. No, You're Greed. really angry about her, no, aren't I am. you? Absolutely. I think that's um, Because the BBC gave her this platform. Yep. And, you know, I just think that, that loyalty these days has vanished. You know, um, she was on BBC breakfast, Strictly Come Dancing, stick Justin, with the BBC, come on. Justin, hmm. uh, listen, I've got a job at ITV, and yeah. I've been told I can bring one person along and I can give them one million pounds. Do you fancy yeah. coming? <laughs> well, A, it wouldn't be one million pounds. Come on. You can't say, you cannot say that is a great career move for her, because, come on, look what others have done when they've also... Blakely, moved Christine Blakely. Exactly, yep. exactly. Yep, yep. Now, surely, she should have learned from that and realised, hang on a minute, my employees here at the BBC a million very good to me, I'm going to give you some loyalty and stick with you. A million pounds, Justin. Well, she could have gone back to her bosses and renegotiated no, a deal. No, Come on. no, Catherine's keen to I get I think in. what you're missing here is that female television presenters sadly are still treated a bit like footballers. By the time you're in your 30s straight 40s, you're on your way out. Take the money and run, girl. I don't blame her at all. Mm. Still adverts on. Gosh. Just think it's wrong and I think the majority of people would agree. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Listen, if Heart, uh, Heart FM offered me a million pounds, <laughs> I'm, 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 I would ditch this. But the thing is, though, Ian, they, they may give you a million pounds, but how no. long would that job last for? Well, and exactly the same may happen to Susanna Reid today. In a year's time, she may be out of a job and then begging to go back to the BBC. Well, judging from the reaction that we've been getting on the text and the Twitter, yeah, she, she might well be. Mm. Now, listen, uh, we're, we're talking about road rage. There's a, sto- a story in the, the Express today, why road rage drivers are really scaredy cats. 
And, and you do... You, the people who are the most aggressive on the roads, they would never act like that in the supermarket or walking down the high streets. Because they're in the cars, they suddenly become Barry Big Book Ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you're not convinced that road rage still exists, are you? I mean, somebody gave me the finger, what, two weeks ago in Berkhamsted, <laughs> but I, I was in a vehicle which was stationary, and it was a case of Dealey, and then the window came down. Um, but in my experience over the, what, last two or three years, I haven't experienced road rage on the roads. And oh. I do a lot of driving for your programme, also you. driving over the weekends as well. I haven't experienced it. Maybe people have calmed down. But I've been out this morning talking to motorists. Um, road rage is certainly out there. Um, I've been asking people about their worst experience of road rage. Here's what happened. When someone blocked my giveaway sign and I was with my nephews and nieces in the car and he decided to get out the car and... Um, become, be very rude to me, so I swear and shouting, and the kids were obviously crying and they were um, traumatised with the experience. And but he wouldn't budge, threatened to call the police, and then I was I locked my car so he doesn't attempt to get into my car. But he had a really bad stinking attitude, and then when when I had like a line of cars behind me and they all started to horn, that's when he had no choice but to uh, move out of the way. So that was really disturbing and scary. Yeah. So he actually got out of his vehicle and threatened you in front of your family. Yes, in front of my family. That How was, shocking is that? That was very shocking, and it was more disturbing when it was literally in my area. So it was kind of two streets away from. Um, where I live, uh, right opposite my local shop, so uh, it's not as if it was a new route for me, it was my everyday... Every when was this? This was, I would say, about three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Really? Yeah, about seven in the evening. Obviously, we got home and told my family, and they were like, you should have moved away, and I was like, no, it's about time we stand, um, stand our rights. It was my way. If it wasn't my way, then I would have quite happily driven back and said okay but it was my my right away and for you to feel as if you own the street and especially me being a female driver it's hard because they just yeah. think oh it's a woman driver um she doesn't know how to drive no i do know how to drive i've got a license for a reason i was taught the same way you were but it's just their attitude towards women drivers maybe that's one of the main reasons uh, a couple of weeks ago i had a, a van driver very politely waving out of his window bit of the finger bit of this bit of that you get the verbal abuse, you get the horn. I mean, I have actually had somebody pull up in front of me, stop the car and get out. And basically, I just drove off. Yeah, at the end of the day, different people, different temperaments try to avoid it. How do you stay calm yourself? You seem like a very calm driver. <laughs> um, basically, it's just a case of get on. Maybe there is a time I've done something wrong and maybe I do put my hand up and I will yeah. put my hand up to it. Um, but normally, if I do something wrong on the road, you just mm. hand up. Apologise, it's my my mistake. Basically, just keep calm, get on and drive. Just lastly, <laughs> when that person pulled up and they got out of their vehicle, there was no chance that you were going to do the same? No chance at all. Not worth it. It takes a bigger man to walk away, and that's why I say to everyone, just carry on and get on with it. Because if you stop and argue, it's just confrontation. It's not worth it on the roads. I had uh, I um, uh, had an incident in London the other day. I was driving. I'm not convinced I was totally in the wrong. I think it was 50-50 mm. uh, between myself and a motorcycle. And uh, I was indicating. I don't think he saw the indicator, but maybe I, I pulled into a lane a little bit quickly. And he was giving me, he was effing and jeffing, and I started uh, getting quite angry. I thought, you know what? Let's just suck it up. And yeah. I, I, I apologised. I waved the apologetic hand, waved it several times, even though he was shouting at me. Then he pulled up beside me and started having a go. And I said, mate, I'm really sorry. Yeah, but well, you... I said, mate... You apologise. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I apologise. Well, he went, oh, 
Oh, all right, fair enough. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. You see, uh, you're quite a bad boy on the radio. Quite a bad boy in a car. Yeah. Face to face. Absolute pussycat. I'm a, I'm a gentle giant, aren't mm. I, Justin? You are. You are, yes. Excellent stuff. All right, uh, well, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, Princess. D- Cheers. What? Did he? No, he wouldn't have done. He wouldn't have done. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. How's GMTV shaping up in there, Kath? Uh, well, um, Lorraine's on. What? Lorraine's on now. Oh, They're doing some cooking. Bit, well, bit of cooking. Where's Susanna? Oh, she's done. What's your name? What? What's your name? Well, what? So it's back to the way it was? Yeah. Lorraine's just doing her thing. She'll still be first lady of GMTV as far as everyone else is concerned. Yeah. How, how weird. Red dress, controversially. They're both in red today. Hey. Gosh, well, that's disappointing, isn't it? Ah, oh, dear. Shall I just look at the papers? You're actually, you're actually genuinely watching GMTV now, aren't you? Well, he's doing something different with garlic. I've never seen it done quite that way before. All right, well, I'll just do he's the... He's pa- grating it like, a, like it's cheese. OK, I'll just... His fingers going to stink, aren't they? Yeah, he can wash them. Don't rub his eyes. All right, that's chilli. I'm going to do the papers. He's grating it into a saucepan that's got oil in there. Goodbye, thank you. Unbelievable. This is what I'm having to deal with. The finer you chop the garlic, the stronger... OK, thank you very much indeed. The Taily... The, the Taily Delegraph? <laughs> I've done a spoonerism. The Daily Telegraph. High taxes stifle UK entrepreneurs. There's that extra R. Uh, Hang on a minute. The other week we were saying that entrepreneurs were um, on the rise because of changes in benefits, and now we're being told high taxes stifle them. (coughs) Oh, dearie, dearie, mate. Uh, Here we go. This is the story we're talking about. Unemployed. I knew I'd I'd read it somewhere. Unemployed to clean war memorials to keep benefits. Long-term unemployed people are to be told to clean war memorials, restore historic monuments, and look after animals at city farms to keep their benefits. Look after animals at city farms? Come on, guys. Even if you think that... um, the unemployed people working for their benefits is a good idea. Looking after animals at city farms? You're having a laugh, aren't you? Who's going to... You're going to go home stinking of, you know, goat at, all for less than the minimum wage. That's not healthy. That's not productive. That's not what we want from this country. Is it? Is it? Or maybe you think it is. Maybe you think it's a good idea. The government's help to work scheme begins today. It's aimed specifically at 200,000 people who have been unemployed or unable to hold down a job for three years. Under the scheme, these long-term unemployed will have to report daily to local job centres to discuss how to get back to work. If they are judged not to have enough work experience, they will be allocated volunteering roles with charities and other providers. Ah, oh, dearie me. Fail- failure to cooperate could lead to them losing work-related benefits. Oh, dear. 08459 Richard in Winslow. Morning, Richard. Hello, cultural attaché here. Yes, sir. What would you like to say? Yeah, listen, you were talking about the old languages of um, different people. Well, I know about the butcher's one. I know about the back slang. But also, when I was at sea in the uh, 60s on passenger liners, you had a lot of people that batting for the other side that were ex-theatrical and all sorts, and they had their own language, and they came out with such things as, Oh, Father, the boner only pillowed on the... Um, oh, on gay slang! Gay sl- oh, no, gay slang is a, is a big thing. It's What's it called, Catherine? Polari. Homosexual and what have you. When the moon hits... The sky like a big pizza pie. That's Polari. Yeah, the gay, the gay slang. It's big. I believe it's quite big in New York. The only reason I know that is because they would use it in Sex and the City quite a bit. 
Really? But most people don't know the origins of the word naff. I, I think most people don't care about the origins of the word naff. Tell you in that case. I'm not, I know you want to know. Is it rude? Not at all. Not in the slightest. Go on then. Um, most people, I mean, Princess Anne, there's no naff off, meaning yes. off. Um, but naff actually meant when you joined a ship, the, um, the, 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 the gay fraternity would observe you yes. and say, oh, he's naff, which meant that he was not available for, and you know what the last word is? Flirting. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, where's the, what's the origin of posh? Oh, port house, starboard home. There we go, you see, well done. That's the only little bit of trivia I could throw into that mix. <laughs> Do you know, and are you still there? Am I cut off yet? Only just. Listen, do you know who says, play it again, Sam, what film, and well, who the actress was? Well, it's exactly, it there, there's the actress. It wasn't Casablanca. It wasn't Casablanca, it was another film. And you can ask this one, actually. I've forgotten the name of the film now. And uh, James Cagney never said, you, you dirty rats. No, I know. But that, that was actually said in a film. Yes. By, oh, gosh, well, I think it was somebody or other. In 1955, it was on TV recently. Oh. There was a big fight scene in the bar. And she went over to the piano player and looked at her. And he looked at her. And then she said, play the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dig out the film and let don't, you know. don't bother, Richard. Don't bother. Will, I will. I'll you're, you're cut off now. Thank you. There we go. Uh, well, <laughs> I like it when he calls him, but afterwards I hate myself a little bit. You know, you get that kind of kind of vibe. Last 15 minutes of the show, give us your road rage stories, uh, your uh, um, uh, thoughts on whether unemployed people should be forced to do volunteer work to earn their benefits and anything else you, you fancy, really. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, just before Junction 12 for Flittick, one lane is closed after an accident. Those queues are starting from Junction 11 for Dunstable now. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise is still very slow from... Oh, just heard that the M1 Junction 12 has now cleared. Uh, also, back to the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors, the A1M southbound, very heavy between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. On public transport, East Midlands have trains from Leicester towards London, may be cancelled or delayed by up to an hour. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, it's 8.45, it's Monday the 28th of April, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs will vote later today on plans to build a high-speed rail line through the three counties. People who've been unemployed for more than two years are being forced to carry out 30 hours of unpaid work a week. A convicted murderer from Stevenage has been awarded £800 in compensation after prison guards lost his belongings. Coming up, more of your phone calls, but before that, here's the weather with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Hello, good morning to you. Generally dry at the moment across the three counties. Quite a bit of cloud, but we're seeing some breaks coming through in that cloud, and that's a slow process which will continue through this morning into this afternoon. So eventually some sunshine coming through, but also the risk of a few showers just uh, cropping up here and there across the three counties, largely coming in in a band, actually, which is uh, coming in from the east. Those showers then slowly meandering off towards the west. They'll be slow moving, but plenty of dry weather between them, and largely that band clearing by the 
middle part of the afternoon. Then we'll see some good spells of sunshine. A top temperature of 15 or 16 Celsius, 61 in Fahrenheit. As we go through the next couple of days, generally a lot of dry weather around. The risk of some showers tomorrow afternoon, but not as many as today. Wednesday, generally dry, but fairly cloudy for both days. Bright spells rather than sunny spells. Temperatures in the low to mid-teens. As we move through towards Thursday, a better chance of seeing some showers. It'll feel cooler as a consequence, 12 Celsius. And then on Friday, a northerly wind sets in, and that means we will feel quite a lot colder than of recent days. In fact, just struggling up into double figures on Friday afternoon and colder still, possibly, at the weekend. More on the website, bbc.co.uk forward slash weather. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Boing. Um, let's talk to Ken in Flackwell Heath about languages in jobs. Morning, Ken. Good morning. What's, what would you like to say, sir? Just saying you haven't, uh, if you haven't done SNAFU, S-N-A-F-U, yes. which was used in the forces um, when there were attacks or anything like that and the generals had made a complete absolute mess of thing and everything was useless, they used to say, and um, um, remember, I'm not going to use the F word. But, no, but thank it's God. Situation normal, all messed up. up. Yes, gosh, really? Is that where Snafu comes from? Yeah. Uh, does, is, the, is the acronym Norwich a real one? Uh, Norwich. No, no, there's another one, sealed with a loving kiss, yeah. and um, uh, a B, B upstairs... Ready, my angel. Used to be another one. Well, you are Norwich. Norwich is a little bit ruder. Catherine, you know what Norwich is, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it should be a K reading rather than an N. Yeah, it? I think we can say it, can't we? Well, no. Can we say Nick is off? Ready when I come home? I wouldn't. Okay, we won't. Ken, thank you very much indeed. We won't say that then. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, our big tour has uh, taken us to Houghton Regis this week, where people are urging the police to do more to stop the town centre becoming a no-go area after dark. Residents have told us they avoid Bedford Square from early evening when groups of young people hang around, hurling abuse, throwing objects and generally intimidating passers-by. They want a more visible police presence. The other day there were lots and lots of children, um, you know, youngsters hanging around. It's a sort of a pack culture. They all get together, lump their bikes and throw things. And the other, the other day they were throwing lots of things at uh, passers-by from young to old. So uh, it's not impressive, um, but... It's difficult not to lower yourself to their level. That's the problem, uh, because they all congregate and, uh, and it causes more more trouble. Do you think the police could be doing more to sort this problem out? I, th- I think they could, more patrols and so on. But this, this place, Houghton Regis, is, uh, is a network of rat runs. So, and they've got bikes and they know all the ways in and out. And that's the difficulty the police have. Well, let's speak to Sergeant Linda Wilson, part of the policing team for Houghton Regis. Good morning, Sergeant. What's going on? Good morning, Ian. Um, Yes, we are aware of the increase in antisocial behaviour in Bedford Square, but I welcome the opportunity to reassure the residents that it is not a no-go area. Well, the residents think it is a no-go area, so so it is, if that's what they're thinking. 
Okay, um, and that's why I'm here today to reassure them. We are doing a lot of work in, in relation to our partners, working with diversionary techniques, but also we don't want to just jump to the conclusion that we want to criminalise these youths. Their behaviour is unacceptable. We're working with all the businesses. On Friday, just gone, Central Beds Council arranged a pride in Houghton Regis. And we spoke to a lot of the residents and we spoke to a lot of the businesses and we do have plans moving forward with our partners to deal with this issue. Do you have plans to um, respond when people call up? We spoke to Mary, who um, she called to report an incident of uh, an elderly woman in one of those electric buggies being attacked by a gang of kids. She was put on hold and then cut off. And she says that they don't bother calling the police because they're put on hold and no one ever comes. Yeah, I obviously can't um, comment on individual circumstances. Oh, uh, how about in general, with the, the, the way the police respond to phone calls? Um, well, we're talking about Houghton Regis and Bedford Square. Houghton Regis Town Council fund a project for extra police officers and police... But, but Linda, Linda sorry, when, 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 when someone phones up the police to say someone is being attacked and they are put on hold, do you think that's appropriate? I can't comment on individual circumstances. I'm not talking about individual circumstances. I'm speaking in general. If someone were to phone up uh, and say someone was being attacked, would it be appropriate to put them on hold? I'm, I'm not going to comment on something I don't know about. It's, well, I, I'm not asking you to comment on a specific thing. I'm asking you a general question. Do you think it's appropriate for people who are phoning up to report attacks to be put on hold? I would like to think if someone was being attacked and it was immediately happening, that the police would be deployed. OK. Because well, I can tell you, Linda, that's not happening. And again, response times are not something I can comment on. I want to comment on Houghton Regis. Well, I, I know what you want to you want to comment on. on you want to comment on all the good things that are happening, but unfortunately, we, we we've got lots of people who are saying bad things. This is Mary. Mary spoke to us earlier on. To respond um, a lot more in terms of what's expected. I mean, the council have a duty of care, I believe, towards its residents in this area, um, and subsequently, they are actually charging people via the council tax to provide that duty of care. And this has not been seen. Um, also, I know Northampton have adopted the approach of um, any minors found with alcohol, possession of alcohol or anything else in their hands, um, that they're escorted back to the parents right there, right then. Linda? Yeah, I totally agree. The majority of the youth that we're actually referring to do live in Houghton Regis. And families also need to obviously take a responsibility. We're working with the council, we're working with youth centres, but what these youths need to realise is they're also compromising their tenancies and things like that. The um, consequences aren't as simple as maybe they think they are. Uh, we've been told that um, teenagers are hurling abuse, uh, uh, kicking balls, throwing objects. Uh, every month or so there's a bike theft or a violent incident. Uh, old people, are, as we've heard, are, are being attacked. Ten-year-olds been asking passers-by to open bottles of vodka for them. Uh, and you still say it's not a no-go area. You can understand why people w- would consider it that, wouldn't you? I can understand people's perception, but if I tell you, in there's actually been nine crimes in Bedford Square since the beginning of this year. Reported. Reported crimes, yes, yeah, which includes the theft from the shops there. Hopefully people will realise the perception is not always the, the reality. But having said that, I realise those that are suffering the antisocial behaviour are a subject of it. It is totally unacceptable and we intend and are dealing with it and will sort it. How are you, how are you dealing with it? How will you sort it? 
Um, lots of different ways. We do have extra patrols. We are working with our partners from housing regarding tenancy of these youths. Many of them, as I say, live in Houghton Regis. Until recently, they've had restrictions on them regarding um, meeting in groups of more than two, attending Bedford Square. But unfortunately, that process has now come to an end. And any new processes must start again with new evidence. So I would encourage residents to ring Bedfordshire Police and I would encourage residents to make us aware of all the incidents so we can get a full picture. But they're not speaking to people, Linda. They're, they're being put on hold. They're, 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 they're being cut off. They're not speaking to people. So you could, surely you can understand why people aren't bothering to report stuff. And also the kids run off before the police get there. Well, as I say, we are working with different partners in different ways that I'm not prepared to discuss all the ways on the radio. However, I would encourage those people to ring. If they have been cut off, then that, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm quite sure that is not the norm. Um, so please, you know, Houghton Regis Police Station, come and tell us about it. It's generally open between nine and five. Come and tell us. Uh, we spoke to John earlier. This is what he had to say. There's a p- local police station, yep. OK? They're always getting bad press, and I can see why. At the end of the day, if they come out and they come past a park, which is actually one of... There is one park, uh, which isn't the one I'm on about, just round the back of the police station. They see... I've seen kids in there drinking and smoking. Yeah. Why aren't they pulling over, going up to them and saying, hold, hold on a minute, you're underage for starters for smoking. Why are you drinking as well? Why aren't the police doing that, Linda? Oh, I can't, again, can't comment on those that didn't, but I would like to think that police officers and police community support officers would be challenging these youths, removing their alcohol and speaking to them and making their parents aware. Do you, uh, is it true that youngsters that were previously banned from the square are now being allowed to return? Yeah, there were some that had um, conditions and restrictions on them through a judicial process that has now ended. So, yes. We've uh, people phoning in this morning, and when we sent our reporter uh, Matt there, we had lots of people who are scared, who are scared to go to the square. They're scared to go to the shops um, after four o'clock in the afternoon. Do you think the police is is letting those residents down? I, I think society is letting those residents down. What I think about the police? Those youth, and we are part of that, and we've got a, du- a duty to address that and remove that fear from residents of Houghton Regis. And and that's not that fear isn't being removed, is it? Uh, I, I, we have a duty to address that and ensure that happens. How, how long till things uh, are noticeably different, do you think? I'd like to think very soon. W- w- what does that mean? Six months? I'd say weeks. So what, what, six weeks? No, nope, starting immediately. We, were, we have already got things in plan. This is not new to us. We were already aware of the increase in antisocial behaviour and we have already started putting the wheels in motion to address it. I'll tell you what we'll do then. So let's we say four weeks. Let's have a chat in four weeks, Linda, and we'll speak to the residents and we'll, 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 we'll see how things have gone. And fingers crossed, things will be getting better. That sounds like a good idea. Linda, I'll speak to you in four weeks. Thank you very much indeed. That's Sergeant Linda Wilson, uh, part of the policing team for Houghton Regis. OK, so four weeks' time, we'll, have, we'll all get together and we'll have a little chitty chat, shall we? We can send Matt down there as well to, uh, to get opinions. Thank you very much for that, uh, Sergeant Linda uh, Wilson. That's it. That's your lot for me. Don't forget, um, if you want to get in touch with me at any point, you're more than welcome to. You can send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. There's a new podcast that was uh, released into the wild on Friday afternoon. You can get it from the BBC Three Counties website. You can also get it now uh, by going to iTunes and uh, typing in Ian Lee, BBC. It will pop up and you can download it and you can subscribe to it. And uh, from what I remember, we don't really talk about a lot in there. We don't, we don't really talk about a lot in there this week. 
And apparently I tell the same story twice. But that's, it's all fun, yeah. It's all, it's all fun. It's all a little bit of harmless fun. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound, heavy going between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 12 for Flittick after an earlier accident. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise still slow going from Junction 21 for the M1 to 16 for the M40. The M40 itself, northbound, very slow from the Denham roundabout to the M25. Then on the speed sensors between Dunstable and Houghton Regis, the A5 are heavy going in both directions. And in Harpenden, the High Street looking very busy, again in both directions around Station Road. On public transport, East Midlands have trains from Leicester towards London may be cancelled or delayed by up to an hour, so that may affect services via Bedford. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, excellent stuff as always. Thank you very much. Speak to you tomorrow. Listen, I don't mind if you're curious and you want to watch GMTV. You've seen it. You don't need to see it again. We'll expect you back tomorrow at six o'clock, please. JVS is up next until tomorrow at six from me. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in... Does the Help to Work scheme sound helpful to you? This morning, the government...